Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, y'all. Last Monday of uh, January. Last Monday of January. Man, this month went by fast. Quick one. We already planning for December. Shout out to everybody that's in here with us. Tube, what's going on? Earners, what's going on? Red Panda, feel me. How y'all feeling? Hey. Yes. Sorry for the delay. We're here. Um, Live. <laughs> Live, I might say. <laughs> Yes. Market Mondays is here. We had an eventful day today, actually. Shout out to our good friend Frank Holland, who had us on uh, CNBC live stream today. That was dope. Um, Yeah, really dope situation. So anytime that we get a chance to connect with Frank uh, is always good. So. Shout out to Frank, man. Good yeah, shout out, shout out to the whole uh, CNBC family. Uh, and definitely Frank, man. Like I said to him while we were doing the live stream, anytime he's ever had an opportunity to highlight us or, you know, give us a boost of confidence, especially in, in, in rooms that we, have, we hadn't walked in yet, he's always done that. He's always lent his platform, especially where he's at on CBC, CNBC as an anchor and as an analyst. And as a producer of content, like he's, he's come here with his film crew. We've, you know, he's, he's visited us in Philly at 
Roots Picnic. Um, he's just been generous with his time. He's obviously been a guest on Market Monday, so shout out to Frank, man. That, that's one of those things that you don't really see too often, but when you do, you got to recognize it. So that's a real one. Shout out to him and, and shout out to the city, city of Philly. Yeah, yeah. I do that. And on the love sure. topic, Earn Your Love is coming soon, <laughs> and me and Rashad need to listen to Troy more. <laughs> How does the um, how's the microphone level sound? Let's start this off. Early YouTube. How yes. how does the microphone sound? How do we sound? I need top row jersey energy. I'm feeling cash app ready tonight. Oh, Let me get some love. Let me get some love. <laughs> Come on. Come on. What are we doing tonight? Bring some in. Go tag five friends. Go tag all your exes. Say I'm up right now. Tag five people you love. <laughs> Have them come in. What are we doing? <laughs> come on. Happy Monday. Shout out to London. Yeah, Troy got the assets over liabilities. Hoodie, Black History Month. Come in right here with it. Come right here with it. Be that's right here smart. with it. You see what it is? You see what it is? Now, that's somebody might have said, yo, that's a yard man thing. But no, we really just represent it for everybody. <laughs> February is our month, but every every month is our month. Every day is our day. Shout out to the team, Ben uh, Smith, dog, put this colorway together. I'm like, I like this one. I like this one. I'm, I'm feeling. It. I'm glad y'all like feeling that. it. Assets over liabilities. Never forget who pioneered that slogan. Came That's up a lot with of that. talk on it, right? Came up with that. Came up with the design. Came up with everything. Um. Let's let's keep it in perspective. A lot of people have, have used the assets <laughs> over liabilities, which is amazing. But um, let's not forget. Marion Suge Knight Rashad Bilal has returned. Yeah, not because if, if you don't if you don't tell them, they're gonna forget, uh, or they're gonna remix the story. So that's the story. I told Mike yes. four years ago when we was coming up with a merch design that I thought assets over liabilities was a good slogan, and I said the bar, and the bar should be under the assets. Had to actually draw it up the diagram to actually physically show him how, how it should look. I think he had a different idea, but I really thought that the the division equation would really uh, strike the point. And who knew that it would turn into a cultural phenomenon? But it has. So shout out to everybody out there to assets over liability merch. Everybody that has championed the slogan. Um, hey, all the rappers. Yeah. Hey Ben, we got one. We got one. Tube said we got one. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> we got That's one. Fire, so th there's a lot to talk about today. Um so let's uh let's get into it. But uh before we do, uh dope episode tomorrow. Craig Livingston. You wanna talk about Craig for like one minute? Yeah, man. Craig Livingston and, and if you at InvestFest, you had the, the honor and the privilege to hear this this gentleman talk. When we talk about real estate, obviously We've, we've talked about Don Peoples a lot and what he's done, but what Craig is doing is, is almost like an apprenticeship. And we talk about mentorship and that's what he's gotten from Don and he's been able to implement it in his own way um, in the real estate and development game. And what they've done with him and Cheryl McKissick as well has created a conglomerate of real estate titans, man. And so Craig's knowledge base is just impeccable. Uh, went to the top school. He's a UConn grad. So, you know, he talked to us about that as well. But just an amazing story, man. The, the common everyday man who's doing great things and great and women as well. I don't want to just discourage that. The women, you know, we, they needed a platform and, and gentlemen like Craig uh, are, are priceless individuals with, with invaluable information that, that they're going to provide. And this is, not, this is another one of those ones, man. I, I'm glad we did real estate because that seems to be a topic. Obviously, we spoke today with um, Frank about it. 
Well, we had Matt on, and now we're following it up with, uh, with another one that's going to be a classic. So make sure y'all get your notepads. This is this is one of them ones. Every time we say this is one of them ones, it's one of them ones, man. So make sure y'all tap into that. Craig Livingston, uh, one of the biggest black real estate developers in America, and is Don Peebles' mm-hmm. partner. Mm-hmm. He's actually Don Peebles' partner, and they're, they're, they're working on that um, skyscraper in New York City, Affirmation Tower. So yeah, and he got some 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 developments that he's done in Harlem too. Yeah, so he's, he's he's building a hotel. Yep, the only um full service hotel in Harlem. Yep. He's building it. So he's one of the ones. He's yeah. One, he's one of the ones. So well, when did he start developing that? Really the Harlem quick. Hotel? Yeah. So well, when did he start developing that? Really the Harlem quick. Hotel? Yeah. I think um 2021? Yeah, recently. Yeah, real real recent. Yeah. From a real estate and stock side, when people start buying big properties like that, you probably should go look. <laughs> yeah. When and where <laughs> And that should be a buy-in price on the stock side as well. They see something there that's gonna Harlem's gonna go crazy the next yeah. year. Yeah, and so I mean, anything like Brooklyn, my God, it's one of those things. Like we drive past, you know, in the city all the time. We drive past vacant lots and we drive past brownstones, and you know, we don't see the scale of what they can be. And so, just to mm-hmm. p- like take a dive in t- inside of his mind to see what he sees when he when he drives past it. It's one of those things that you you just can't get anywhere. And so I'm glad he was able to share and go in depth with the information for our audience, man. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be uh, information packed. Yeah, so check that out tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Dope episode. And then um, this week, we will be in Los Angeles, California. Angeles, we'll be yes. on the West Coast, yeah. um, yes. you know, doing West Side things. But I got to take a moment. To thank, <laughs> I gotta give a moment to thank my brother Dave Gross for inviting us. One of the dopest things that we've ever been invited to do. Um, Dave Gross is Nipsey Hussle's business partner. He was the one that really turned Nipsey on to a lot of the business moves that you've seen him make. He's become a good friend of ours, and um, they're teaching a class at Loyola Marymount, a six-week Nipsey Hussle class, where they're breaking down his business model and talking about different things. So each week of the class. He's bringing different guest lecturers in. Last week was the first week of the class. He brought in Black Sam. Mm-hmm. He brought wow. in a bunch of other do, people. He do brought. Do we in, need to tell people who Black Sam is? No, nah, they should know that. Okay. They, he brought in Black Sam. He brought his other brother Adam, in, and a bunch of other people that was involved in the marathon clothing, and they taught a class on the marathon brand. Um, and this week, the guest lecturers will be. Yes. Earn your leisure. Hey. Myself and Troy. Hey. Hey. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. Um, something I'm really excited about and very, and looking forward to. You know, we was big fans of Nipsey Hussle. And uh, it's just so ironic that, you know, we've been able to connect with pretty much everybody in his inner circle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he said that everybody that's going to be teaching the class is somebody that knew Nipsey. And the only ones that didn't have a relationship with Nip was us. Cause he just felt like That's what fire. we're doing is just so in line of what Nipsey had going on that he just thought that it was only right if um if if we came and, and taught the class. So my first college class that I will ever be teaching is it yours? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, That's legendary. Um, so yeah. Looking forward to it this it's Wednesday. Good. This Wednesday at yeah. Loyola Marymount College in L.A. Um, Humbling. Dope, dope. So if you're a student, pull up. Pull up on us, man. Even if you're not a student, you might be able to. You might be able to get in. Who knows? Yeah, it, What's the capacity? 
Um, oh, did they give it to him? I'm not sure the capacity, <laughs> but uh, it's, no, it's it's not sure. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. It's gonna be one of the ones. Yeah, yeah, man. It this is uh. This is this is one of those moments in the, the journey that is just it's extremely humbling. Um, like you said, huge, huge fans of Nip. And actually every every episode of Market Money's that we do, like there's a painting of him that's looking at us as we're doing it. Um so it's it's gonna be a powerful moment just to be a, and and to be around some of the people who actually grew up with him and can tell us the stories, man. It's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an emotional one for me. Um just because I can remember March 31st, 2019 so well and where I was at and how I Man. felt in that moment and how just a couple of weeks prior, you know, we had made a list of people we wanted to sit with and we both just had him at the top of the list. Like, that's what we have to have. And um, so it's, it's going to be it's going to be a moment, man. I'm, I'm happy to be part of it. And again, shout out to Dave Grove for thinking of us and, and having us part of it. It's going to be dope. Yes. All right. All right. Um, so L.A., We'll be we'll be in on the West Coast doing um, some other things as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, the floor is yours for any announcements. Yes, I want to say congratulations to Weezy, Emily, Kenya Barris on the premiere of You People. Watched it this weekend. It was fire. I'm pr- they worked on that for a long time. It was pretty damn good. Weezy, I'm proud of you. Love you dearly. Um, I was on 97.9 The Box this morning in Houston. I gave a couple gems away on investing and how if you want to make 500 grand in a year. So if you're looking to build a business in a recession and want some tips on how to do so, tune into that interview. Shout out to Keisha, Jessica, and J-Mac. I appreciate you. Stock Club call will be tomorrow at 9.30 Central, but if I'm delayed on the plane, I will send you an update and let you know what time we will have it. And I, too, will be in L.A. for the Grammys. So <laughs> Grammy family. Shout out Rance 1500. Yeah, 1500 Academy. Shout out to my Def Jam family, my Universal family, Murder Beats, Babyface, Kelly Rowland. Hey, how are you? And everybody else uh, at Sony Music. I will be at the actual Grammys, acting a fool. So <laughs> if you're there, let's connect, network, meet. And if I've made you money, please put yes in chat. Y'all better not let me get next to one of the ones. So the Grammy, Grammy family. They don't think I want a Grammy. Hey, All right. They don't think I want a Grammy. Hey. Let's, let's get into this. Damn, hold on. Let me just, let me just do the disclaimer. And before we do that, I want to shout out, <laughs> since we shouted out chats, let's shout out um, our Market Monday's chat. We had a dope call yesterday. Shout out to everybody that, was that, fire. Was, that pulled up to that. Uh, we got into some things. <laughs> and uh, I see that they're not on the show list tonight. So yeah, y'all were in for a treat yesterday. And shout out to everybody that was in the book club. Shout out to G and all the earners and everybody for, part of the RPX fan that pulled up to the book club. That was a dope call on real estate as well. So folks, you know how this works. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important that you do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers that earn your leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Please do the research. And when it's great research, share the research. And when you find out it's useful research, please give credit to the people you found it from. Thank you. Let's do we it. love you all. So let's get into this. What are three ways to stop over trading so you can make more money in 2023? Yes. I think I was talking to a brother earlier and he was like, hey, I'm having an issue with over trading. Really good trader. He has some amazing entries. Um, so number one, you have to pick a person, ideally your significant other um, or someone that you're really close to and share your results every single day. 
Now, traders, we do like this when we have a bad trade. We'll be like, I ain't going to show that one. Show all of your trades for the next 90 days to a significant other or person that you care about dearly. That's number one. Number two, um, one thing that helped me on my journey that helped me like catch fire, I began to post my results on social media for the month, quarter, and year. So a few years ago, um, when I posted my yearly result and yearly return, that helped keep me accountable because anybody can have a great week or a great month, but year-over-year gains are really tough. And then number three, I've said this before, but for every time that you have a loss in your account, you need to pick a person that you turn that money over to as well. So let's say you're, you're trading options or you're trading futures. And let's say you lose $2,600 in a day. Guess what? Got to pick an accountability partner and also pay them $2,600. I know the comments on YouTube are not going to be favorable. But when you got to turn over to your bay a loss, like your loss report card, and pay up to $26, trust me, you will stop trading uh, more than you should. And it will give you an accountability partner that will help you. So when I was, uh, like when Xander was first born, I would put my win loss record on the refrigerator on a dry race board to Melissa um, every week. And she was hoping that I would lose. So I had to pay the other part of the money up. And then the wins went good. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to pay you twice, yo. So um, later in life, I ended up paying twice, but I'm so honored to, cause you're an amazing mom. Thank you so much for being incredible and allowing me to have a child with you. you incredible. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm Grammy ready. Yo. Listen, what Drake said. Hey, so hey. this is this is this is a, a question because a lot of times when we hear overtrade, people think that they're overtrading the the same stock, right? And that could mean like, yo, I'm doing mm -hmm. 13 different different companies. I'm investing, but that yeah. could also mean like I might just be overtrading the same stock, right? Like I might be taking Absolutely. too many trades of the same stock. In fact, one of the things we heard yesterday, and we were asking a gentleman like, "What do you trade?" And he said, "I only trade one thing." But that doesn't mean that you don't overtrade, right? So can you like- But you can take 15 trades in one day. Yeah, like ideally on a monthly basis, you shouldn't take more than, I mean, eight trades maximum. If you really want to have a high win rate, four would be great. One trade a week is amazing. Uh, fellas, put in chat, less is more. And I said on the call yesterday, I know it feels like when I come on and say, take four trades, I'm trying to keep you from getting the bag. What normally happens is like you have six or seven trades that work well, and then trade eight through 14 goes incredibly horrible. And now you're trying to average down like crazy to make up for the losses. And then you end up breaking your laptop and, and your mouse. Any of y'all threw your laptop against the wall or mouse before? <laughs> <laughs> now you got to put up drywall and get a new mouse. Less is more. And then once you have control of those, like uh, even if we play playing ball, like, well, let's take it to Mahomes and, and, and Jalen Hurt. Like last time, Joe, you still shout out to Joe Budden. You still ain't paid me my five hundred for when Brady beat Mahomes last time, and we won charades. Did he pay up that bet? <laughs> no. Shout out to no, Joe. Go check out the episode. Anyway, Corey, what up? <laughs> um, but even then, like I'd rather have a player that's incredibly reliable that gets slow gains and chips away. Like Brady's graded like four to seven yards. Mahomes scrambles better out of the pocket, bigger arm. You can argue a better quarterback, but in those tight moments. Are you going to follow the same routine and system over and over and over again? So in your trading, you want to be very methodical. I know it's more exciting to run off 700, 400% in a year, but I'd rather get 60, 70, 80, 90% year over year of my trading and have stability. Yeah. And be okay with that. Right? Like be, be yes. okay with 20%, be okay with 30%. Like those are great, those are amazing gains.
right? Obviously, everybody mm-hmm. wants to hit the Grand Slam, five hundred percent, six hundred percent. But if you if you're doing thirty percent, twenty percent, that's pretty good. Like you should pat yourself on the back and figure out what strategy that you use to get that type of gain and keep implementing that. Stick to that. And then the bigger gains will come. All the, put this in chat. All the big gains come from discipline. There's at least maybe 15 people I know that can probably trade better than me month over month and maybe over a three-month period. Oh, six months? Hard-pressed. And I've had my best, like last year was my best year trading. Um, I'm trying to get to, I don't want to jinx myself, but I'm trying to get to like a place where I have like two years with no losses. Like I haven't had a loss for like nine, 10 months, but I've taken way less trades. Like I'm doing maybe four or five max a month. And I'm still looking at it all day, every day. And it's hard not to push that button. Like I'd be one hit by bid so bad on Ninja Trader, but it's better to hit like one solid trade for the week with size and for a bigger target than it is to like scout your life away. There you have it. Oh. Hit the like yeah. button. This is live. Yes, please. We are live in the flesh um, for Market Mondays. We flew in just for Market Mondays. We was in Puerto Rico. We forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout, shout out to that. Rachel. Rachel Rogers. And shout out to our Puerto shout Rican to family, travel, PR. Um, and shout out to your satchel. <laughs> Not a purse, a satchel. Yeah. Shout out to Palomino <laughs> Beach. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Puerto, Puerto I want to go back Rico, to Mexico Puerto so Rico bad. Puerto Rico the vibe, man. Um, you know, it's, it's always good energy. Newfound respect for Puerto yes. Rico. Yes, yes. Yeah, Shout out to the real place. PR travel. They held us down out there. This is true. Um, so let's talk about Badu has followed OpenAI's footsteps and mm-hmm. has created a bot similar to ChatGPT. So there's some competition for ChatGPT. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. So first, we got to tell them what Badu is, and uh, I told the story maybe in the early episodes of 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 Market Mondays. But Badu, the best way to describe it is the Chinese version of Google. And I remember I was reading like a Business Week one, in, in 2007, and I was like, "Oh, Google, Google. Okay, well, what's better than Google? Let's find another Google." And, and, and the company Badu came up, and then uh, I invested in it. And I uh, got scared, got nervous because the market pulled back around 2008. And uh, mm-hmm. Badu went on a tear. And I think they split twice. I think they did seven to one, then they did 30 to one. And that was one of those lessons. I'm like, oh my gosh, had I just been disciplined enough. But like I said, you got to go through things to understand things at a, at a greater scale. Absolutely. So Badu is a Chinese version of Google. What they've done is they've created a bot, um, and the, which has an AI tool, which will enable Badu's main search services to allow users to have conversation style results. And so imagine rather than typing a search, you're actually just saying it and the AI is telling you back the answers. So kind of almost like a hands-free situation, uh, which is interesting because, you know, ChatGPT hasn't created, they haven't gotten together with Google, the largest uh, search engine. They're trying to do it with Bing, which like we, we, we spoke about, I'm not sure how many people use Bing or even know what Bing is. Um, so they, they, I mean, they're, they're ahead of the curve in that sense. Obviously, the, the population of China is much larger than ours, and the user base could be, but it's an interesting proposition. Um, I, I'm sure that the, 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 the good folks over at Microsoft are watching this very intently. When you invest $10 billion, you, you want to know who the competition is, and you want to know what they're doing. So I'm sure we'll see something uh, f- from the, the good folks at Microsoft about this. 
You think Badu is a competitor now? I don't know if it's a competitor, only from the standpoint of the regulation from Badu. Obviously, we, we you know, if the Chinese government kind of controls what is allowed to be searched, which obviously doesn't yeah. make it as open and as free as what we have here in Google. Um, so from that standpoint, I can't really see it as a competitor. I think, uh, so like, for example, when Ford, uh, their, their greatest invention was the formation of the assembly line. Then Mercedes had to follow suit and other companies did. I think this is just an extension of the automation to remove the workforce in 2030. Now, of course, with all the noise that it's making, I would say that it's smart for Baidu to make their own. I don't know if it's going to have a tremendous impact on um, on the stock overall, even though Baidu has been pushing up a little bit at the top of this year. Anero. Um, but I do think we're going to see every company make their own, well, every major top 10 tech company, like make their own version of, but I think clearly like even with the iPhone space, chat GPT is the iPhone of AI right now. Baidu's version will be an Android. Android still has some value. Shout out to all the Android users. I'm learning not to alienate the audience. Um, but chat GPT is a clear leader. I think we're just seeing more automation to, to drive the workforce down. And get to that goal. Uh, and I, I said it on a on a chat yesterday, but even on Amazon's front, they need to get to a place where they let off like total twenty four to twenty six percent of their workforce for the stock to go back up. Please be mindful. I don't think that they've ushered in these automation systems by accident at scale. While every tech company, like look, look at it like this, every you don't think that all the people in tech was getting drinks together and was like, yo. We should just lay off a whole bunch of people and find a way to replace them four or five years ago and then slowly usher it in after COVID, after making the great resignation thing a big PR move. This is planned. This is a uh, controlled chaos, if you will. Yeah. And we got and the 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 functionality for it has increased. I think a lot of times, I mean, especially when we discuss it and the people we talk to about it, we look at it from how can it create, you know, Word documents and things of that of that nature, and I was talking mm -hmm. to B. Shout out to B. Uh, and he was telling me, you know, they have the first world, the the world's first robot lawyer, and it was created <laughs> from AI and using Chat GPT. Um, yeah, because if you figure like from a legal standpoint, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty much a lot of documentation, and so if you tell the case, and it it kind of create a defense for it, and so it starts out as a legal assistant. But then when you see the reports that, you know, Chad GBD just passed the bar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's getting scary. Yeah, like, think about that, right? Interesting times, man. Um, also, I just posted on Ernie Alicia's Instagram page an hour ago. I don't know if you saw it, but the, uh, the, 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 the melting, the melting. So scientists have created a shape shifting robot that can melt it's way out of a cage. It's on our, our Instagram page. They have the video of it. And um, yeah, they took a metal uh, with low melting point and uh, they put magnetic particles in it and they made a melting robot. Now, this is interesting because obviously this can, this can like slip in and out of different situations. So they, they, they have <laughs> a diagram of how it can actually uh, go into the body and uh, take out like um, cancerous cells and different things of that nature. But it's literally a, a robot that's solid and then it can be melted and then it can, can be solid again. Um, 
like yeah, Terminator? That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like Terminator 2? Yep. Like, exactly. Like this Everything movie. is always a foreshadowing. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. It's like the Terminator. You need to go look at our, our robot Terminator enemy to state. Well, the thing about it is movies. anything, if you ever want to predict what's going to happen in the future, watch watch movies. Because it's Absolutely. like all of these movies, A, somebody has to be able to think about it. So if somebody can have a, an idea of it, that means that it's going to become possible at some point in time. Yeah. And um, movies are usually a good indicator of what is to come in the future. So, um, yeah, Terminator 2 is exactly, it's actually very similar to that. Um, and, you know, they have this Man, is a micro sense. robot. But if they can do it with a micro robot, then they're going to be at some point, they probably can now do it with a robot that's six feet tall, right? Have like robot that's six feet tall and then can melt into liquid and they can go underneath a door and then become a robot again. Um, and it to tie into the episode that you guys talked about, about um, racism and police injustice, I am very afraid that if Boston Dynamics puts their foot on the gas, that same kind of thing will eliminate any white cops going into black neighborhoods, and it will be all robots that police and arrest in our neighborhoods in the next 10 years. Yeah, well... Be careful. Yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about... Do you want to go into this now, or... I do. Yeah, let's do it now. Uh, so the Tyree Nichols, let's talk about this. Um, first and foremost, rest in peace mm -hmm. um, yeah. to him, and um, you know prayers and comfort to his family. I believe he he has a, a, a child. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a very heartbreaking situation. If anybody has watched the video or heard, I'm pretty sure everybody at least has heard the story by now. It's uh, it's pretty um, disturbing, but unfortunately, it's not surprising because it happens so often that now you kind of become desensitized to it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting when you look at it from a financial standpoint. And yeah, we did have a video, which was actually a, a older video, but we, we repurposed it. Um, it's on our YouTube channel. Put it up yesterday. Check it out. We talk about the business of police brutality and police brutality bonds. It's actually an extremely interesting case study when you look at the financial incentives um, for police brutality. It's actually a whole economic system built around police brutality mm -hmm. that nobody really knew about. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we, we kind of spoke about that in detail. It's on our YouTube. Uh, but another thing that's interesting that I posted on Instagram is uh, how much money... Uh, America spends on its police department. So America spends more money on its police department than almost every other country in the world spends on their military. So Jesus. America spends the most money on its military out of any country in the world. China is number two. And then number three is the U.S. police department as far as budgets, followed by India's military, Russia's military, Saudi Arabia's military, France's military, Germany's military, UK's military, Japan's military, and South Korea's military. Now, what's even more <clears throat> disturbing about this is that America has one of the highest crime rates for developed nations in the world. Mm -hmm. It's uh, number four in the homicide uh, category. And I believe we have more mass shootings than any developed country in the world. We, we have like 40 mass shootings so far this year. Mm -hmm. Mass shootings is any more than four people being shot at one time. So it's like, okay, we're spending 
tremendous amount of money on police, but it's not making it's not making the country any safer. It's actually getting getting more dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, from an economic if it's a profit center, why would you make it better? From an economic standpoint, that's disturbing for a few different levels because who's paying for it? We are. It's taxpayer money. Mm. So we're not only paying for police brutality because of the police brutality bonds, which we explained in detail, but we're, we're playing, we're paying for the police department and it's not, it's not helping. It's only, it's, it's only getting worse. And, um, these incidents keep happening last year. Hmm. More people got killed by the cops than any other year in history. I think the average was a uh, hundred people a month. It was like twelve hundred people for the year. Yeah, like so, hundred um, people a month. Really? So, it's it, it's like, you know where do, where do the solutions come into play? So, what we didn't get to show at the end of the video with the police brutality situation is that um, one of the things that is disturbing is that police don't suffer from these type of incidents. Mm-hmm. For the most part, they still get their pension. They don't have to pay out of their pocket. So, the police unions are too strong. That's that's one thing and um they need they need to they need to feel financial pain because then when you affect people's money things start to change mm-hmm. so it's like why why should an nfl player get fined for wearing jewelry but a cop doesn't get fined for killing somebody yeah yeah like it, it that's just common sense right if you do something that's that's wrong you should get fined financially your pension should be taken away like you should you should suffer Financially, the whole the whole <coughs> district, the whole precinct should suffer financially, not just them. And then they'll put more because it's like okay, everybody says like there's there's good cops. Well, where are they? Because I never called the cops. Like, and that's the crazy thing about it. Like, I never in life looked at cops as protection. I don't think I think that that's a commonality. I think like even now, like I was watching. Some of the footage with, with my mom um, the other night, and um, you know that's her worst fear. Her worst fear for me growing up was me going outside and cops interacting with me, right? And so, mm-hmm. like when we, we, we when you're taught and you you thought that it was to serve and protect, like protect from who? Like you know what I'm saying? So her her thing was like, I got to teach you to how to interact with the police. Just listen to whatever anything they say. Just 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 comply with them because I, she feared that they would harm me more than anything that I would possibly do to cause them to stop me it would be like hey just just act accordingly like that would be the things like i think that's a commonality especially amongst young black men we've i've never and i'm with you on that i've never looked at them like hey let me call them for protection i never i never and i had to think about that because it's been (laughs) ever there's been times where i had situations where theoretically that would i should have called the cops but i called my friends because i don't want to call the cops and that that's yeah. sad, like right. It's like, I like you shouldn't even have to think like that. Like if like, but it's like, if I call the cops nine times out of ten, I'm probably gonna get arrested. Yeah. So why would I even involve them? Sad patrol. Why would I involve them in something where it could, it's gonna potentially backfire on me? Yeah. So the issue Quit. the issue is like, how do we solve this? Because we keep talking about these issues, and I think financially, can we be honest? Financially is definitely a way to go about it because. When you, when you look at the, the police brutality situations and and ultimately taxpayers are paying for those settlements, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, I think we really start to have to attack the root cause of this situation 
and really start to hit people where it hurts in the pockets because that's something that has never been <coughs> done before. They've never, they've never had any pain financially. Their union has never had any pain and them individually have never had any pain. And not like I hate all cops. I'm not against the cops, but I'm just saying, I mean, right is right and wrong is wrong. It's key and it keeps happening. So you keep, you, you keep telling me like, okay, well, it's good cops and this is just one mistake. Well, the mistake keeps happening. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like, no, they're not all good cops. They're not like, so just stop saying mm -hmm. that because it's not true. And it's been proven that cops in certain neighborhoods treat people completely different than they would in another neighborhood. So it's not working. Yep. And to say like, we need more cop, more better cops. That's not a solution because the system mm -hmm. is still not built on something that is beneficial for black people. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to act like it doesn't exist or say we need more, we need more cops. How, how many more cops do you need? We got more, we got, we got more cops than anybody. It's not, it, that's not the problem. The problem is that the cops aren't doing a job. The tough part is that this is a financial war. Ross Mack, shout out to my guy. In an episode with you guys, he brought up a good point of if everyone in urban communities had big financial insurance policies, that could potentially bankrupt some of these institutions. But we have to understand that homework assignment number one, which hedge fund helps incentivizes these cases for police forces? So we would need a Vanguard or Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley to take them on as a competitor and hedge the payouts when these situations happen. I don't know if you've been living in this country long enough, but that's pretty damn hard to get somebody to get behind what, cause that's like, you know, we talked about on episode 70, if we were the first product that was traded, slavery was the first startup in America. From that you have incarceration, which is a derivative or spinoff of slavery. Why would we destroy one of the main product businesses in the country for the betterment of the people? And if we're going to be very honest, if you take out incarceration, mass incarceration with tech, America will fall in probably four or five years. So we are, that's why when the reparations conversation comes up, like we're owed trillions of dollars that would bankrupt the, the country. And if we truly got the amount that we were owed, it would bankrupt the world. If you don't think it's true, look what happened in COVID. A cough damn near fucked up the entire nation financially. This is a financial war as most things are. And it's going to be really hard to get someone on our side to fight these because most people are only thinking about their own well-being for the time being. It's an unfortunate situation. I'm tired of this happening, man. This is heartbreaking. And then it was brothers who did it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was. Tough. Yeah. But put the solutions that you guys think in chat. We're open to it. But I do know from the top down, it's a lot of banks behind the scenes that are backing this happening. A complete, a complete failure, a complete failure, man. To watch it is is disheartening, but like you said, it the 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 thing is like we're making progress, we're making progress, and, and I forget who who posted it, but it was uh, James Baldwin, and it was like, how how long do we have to wait on progress? Like how, how many generations? Like our ancestors were told the same thing, our grandparents were told the same thing. We're watching it in this day and age. We're watching the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like w w how long do we have to wait on progress? 
You know what I'm saying? The grand it, solution it, is one that we don't want, but we, but we like have you said, to it's, it's, it's move. The same, it's the same situation when we, when we talk about crime. Like, there's going to be a war on crime, just like there was a war on drugs, right? There's a war on crime. We, we, put, we, we imprison more of our population than anybody in the world. There's a war on crime. We have more <laughs> drugs than anybody in the world. There's more money being made from it. There's more being made from the treatment of it. So it's really not a war on anything, right? If anything, it's all these things, these wars that have been created have only enhanced the situations for the betterment of the systems that created them. So we just gotta be mindful of that, man. It, it's unfortunate, it's disheartening. The fact that it was, you know, black officers, I mean, it, 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 they're not even looking at him as a human. So, you know, it's, it's inhumane. Um, how, yeah. how quickly they were served justice is also something that was, you know, something that caught my eye as well, right? Like, we watched cases for the past three years, especially the George Floyd case, when we had to wait six months before people were even charged. Breonna Taylor, a year and a half before yeah. police officers were even charged. We didn't even see the video. These and with pay, right? These dudes were fired before we even saw anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, even that. So, if, if that's going to be the case, then all right, well, that's a new precedent, right? So, if we have video footage, then that's the precedent. It won't be administrative leave. It won't be, yeah, you get to keep your pension. It'll be, all right, well, they're fired and they're being charged and these are the, the crimes they're being charged with. Um, so there's a lot, man. There's a lot, and it's unfortunate, but to continuously watch it, and you know, my brother and I were having this conversation, it's like it, it's like the public lynching over and over again. Absolutely. Like, what does that do to the mom frame of an a eight-year-old who's watching that? I got to explain that to my son who was on the news, and I, we have to have this conversation about you know, what has actually happened here. So it's, um, it's an interesting time. Um, it's an unfortunate time. But it's a systemic time. We, we, we've seen it over and over. I don't know when we're going to stop seeing it. Um, but we're just going to keep highlighting, you know, and speaking our, our voice and, 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 and bringing awareness to these situations. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I know some people are saying every cop is not bad. No, every cop is not bad. But if they're the not. The system is bad, though. <laughs> right? Where, where are the police unions now? Right? When there's an injustice that happens to cops, I see police unions. I see them speaking up. I have not seen a police union speak up about these five these five officers actually these six officers because the officer who was actually tasing um um the gentleman in the beginning of the video he just got suspended the white officer who nobody knew his name but was you know wishing that you know they would pound him when they caught him you know like i so. mean every, every cop is not bad but i've never seen a union that I, i've never seen a union boss act responsible because i remember you had a student that got killed by a cop. Well, but they aren't allowed to. That's so the other part of it. Um, yeah. When they killed, he was your student? He was my student. So when they killed, how old was he? He was 17 at the time. So 18. They, That's crazy. In the Bronx. Yep. So when they killed him and they went to the, um, the, the, the union boss and all of these cops went to the, to the courtroom and was like intimidating the judges and them and like laughing, like celebrating when the cops got off. Like, this is an 18-year-old kid. So, like I said, I mean, right is right and wrong is wrong. Of course, every single cop isn't bad, but mm -hmm. these unions, they need to be broken up because they only are on the side of the cop. No matter what a cop does, I've never heard a union say, this is wrong, this isn't right. They're going to stick up for them no matter what. This is why they say it's a gang. Because gangs stick up for each other. Because like, gang in the country. Stick up for somebody even when they're right or even when they're wrong. And this is what happens every single day. So 
eventually people people are going to get tired of it and it's like people are like well you you still got to support the police why why do we still have to support the police <clears throat> I don't understand. Police unions and associations what's the point of, what's spent the point over supporting police if they if they're not supporting us. Unions and uh, police unions spent forty eight million dollars on state lobbying and contributed almost seventy one million dollars to state level candidates in the last decade alone, according to data tracked by Open Secrets. It's a financial war, man. And of course, politicians can be bought easily. I know sometimes you guys get tired of us talking about money and it's like, yo, it's not the solution for everything. You you have to fight at the end of Machiavelli. Tupac said, when I get my money right now, it's time for war. We need money to hire people to lobby, to be lawyers, to press charges. And for those who are in law enforcement, if you know people in law enforcement, the good cops can't speak out. You ever heard what happens to good cops when they speak out on issues like this? Yep. This is not good. Yeah. That's the other part of it. Like, it's a game inside of a game. They get bullied. Yeah, so so this just happened. I just got this in. So the three Memphis EMTs that were on the scene were fired just now, and a seventh police officer was relieved of his duty in the Tyree Nicholas case. So that just happened just now as we were speaking about it. Wow. All right. Well, we'll see. Well, what did they want the EMTs to do? Stop the police? Um, no, so the EMTs, obviously, you're a first responder. Firefighters, first responders, police officers are also first responders. And so if you see somebody that's in distress, your your, your job, your duty is to administer yeah. them. And so if you watch that video, if you're watching this entirety, you're talking about almost 15 to 20 minutes where they're watching a the man who's handcuffed, who's going in and out of consciousness, who's literally oh, fighting yeah, for his life, yeah. and everybody's just standing there. Just like completely like like it's like it's not happening. Having conversations about what just happened. You see an officer limping from actually kicking him and hurting his leg. Right? He's getting treatment. Like but the victim, the senseless crime Man, and the, the whole the, damn the victim state. of this yeah. is his life is waning in the balance and nobody's paying attention or even administer him to give him first aid, which is that's why I said it's it's just inhumane. And so they didn't do their duty. And so um the report just came in that they were fired as well. Oh, Lord. Unfortunate. All right. Let's get back to stocks if we can. Um, Intel. Intel shares fall sharply on a quarterly loss. Uh, what are our thoughts? And is this a good time to buy Intel or should we leave it alone? I can't put the dead signature on a chat, but they are on life support. I mean, I've been screaming, put yes in chat if you remember me saying, don't touch Intel. I know they were had a, a strong PR push um, that they were going to make a comeback. Once again, the high of Intel was in 2000 when Nelly was wearing a Band-Aid on his face. <laughs> underlay, underlay, mommy. Hey, 7583 was the high. In 2022, it got to 64 bucks. Since then, it went from... 64 bucks down to $27.95. No, it, it's not dead yet, but it is uh, on life support. I'm going to signal Espiritu Santo. It's almost over. NVIDIA is a better competitor, especially in the space that we're in now. Uh, with GPUs being so important, Intel has lost their way a long time ago. It is a legacy brand that used to have incredible value like IBM, but it's no longer of any value um <laughs> shout out to everyone who works there if you happen to watch the show it doesn't mean that i don't like you just the stock overall is not valued how it was 20 
22 or 23 years ago. 20, 20, yeah, so, so Intel had a 25 year reign. It's interesting, I'm gonna actually shout to, again, I'm gonna put this in the chat, the, the Market Monday's chat. I'm, I'm gonna give people a, a video that I saw, I saw on Wall Street Journal about the history of Intel and its main competitor, which is AMD, right, in the same mm -hmm. space. Because everybody hears AMD and it almost feels like this is a new company, but it was actually invented in 1969, like two yep. years after Intel was, you know, became a, a company, and it came from workers who were actually at Intel and decided to do their own thing. To leave, yeah. But over the past five years, um, and this is, you know, Lisa Sue is, is a, a CEO that we don't talk about, but if you watch CNBC, she's always on there. Um, since she's taken over AMD in 2014, things have changed. And I think when we look at Intel, if it's gonna be a company we, we're gonna invest in, I think the biggest thing we have to look at is innovation. Like, what are they gonna do that is going to be innovative because Intel, Intel. Well, I'm not. Th that, that's my. If we're going to invest, I'm not saying that we should. I'm saying if we're going to. Oh yeah. In 2022, AMD passed it in market cap for the first time in history, mm -hmm. which is like for uh, a company like Intel, which was big on CPUs, which is central processing units for computers. They had a stranglehold on that, <laughs> a stranglehold, and so to see a company mm -hmm. that used to just copy what you did and kind of like passing along. To get a CEO that becomes innovative that now passes you within ten years, what's your response going to be? We haven't seen any bad leadership. We've seen quarterly losses from Intel. So, the the Intel is the, is the Dallas Cowboys of the chip space. Bunch of promise never delivered. The best thing they can do that's innovative: self transition, sell to Apple. The, the, the Cowboy fans. Somebody take it out to the pasture. I'm cool with the Cowboys smoke. Y'all not going to win for the next twenty years anyway. Don't matter. Shout out Ish. Get a new team. <laughs> get a new team intel needs to just go jump off a bridge somewhere and call them the day not there but it's on life support i wouldn't touch it so what about um nvidia which is having a a, a very good start of the year mm -hmm. i love uh it's been one of my babies for i like them and amd um but nvidia has been doing incredibly well was down today five percent, but I do like. Let me see if there's a price that I love for Nvidia Stock Club. Don't kill me. Stock Club prices will be out tomorrow. I like Nvidia at eighty six dollars and twenty nine cent by twenty twenty four. End of twenty twenty four. I have it going to three hundred and seventy six dollars and sixty seven cent. So it is a change in the guard. Like John ja Morant is it now? Like. I love AI. AI was my favorite player, but obviously AI is not in the league. Like you have new players to take over in videos like John ja Morant. Like it may not like sometimes you see the highlights and be like, oh my God. And then when I got the, the graphics card and my desktop, that thing is powerful. Feels like it, it can start up a go-kart. Um they have a huge space. And the thing that I do love about NVIDIA versus Intel, their leadership is very quiet. And they have a good management team that has done a great job at making sure to focus on the products. And if you're a gamer, you already know. Like I, I haven't heard any person that games or makes content like I want an Intel chip. It's all like wearing lugs or something. I know y'all from New York. No, 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 Nobody in New York. Is I know, lugs. but but no one in New York is wearing. No, lugs, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. that was yeah. a cash money thing. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Cash Money. I may see you this weekend. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I, and this yeah. is like a great, I know he, Ian, you didn't give a homework assignment, but this is like one of those things if we're talking about like chips and semiconductors, especially learning the mm -hmm. difference between a CPU and a GPU. 
GPU, huge difference. It's a big. That's why we, you know, we always, I always talk about every chip is not created equal. They're not all the same. They all have different functionalities. When we talk about GPU and especially the spaces we're talking about, AI and artificial intelligence and you know, Web three and these things, you're gonna need graphic cards. And if yep. you want to know who the leader in graphic cards, I mean, it's 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 pretty. You know, it's it's, it's out in the open. And Nvidia has been it's leading the way. Clear. And if anybody, it's second. It's it's a distant second right now. Um, so if that's the way. I mean, and then they have a big competitor in one of my favorite companies been working on my Espanol, Manzana. Apple, like you, you have to compete against Apple. That's why I say your competition is everyone on earth. They got tired of outsourcing those chips and now, okay, bring that in house. And uh, I have my meeting with Meta next next month. Y'all better cut this check because when this VR headset come out with Apple, y'all gonna be in trouble. Espiritu Santo. Hey, you have to move faster. So when you're looking at a company to invest in, always ask yourself, what would you do if Apple, Microsoft, Tesla became the competitor? Do you still like it? If not, I would invest with the, with the most quality companies, but Intel is on its way to being dead. I'm sorry. Um, Do remember that we are up for an award. Yes. Yes. NAACP award. Uh, Troy and myself are up in the category of best social media personality. Um, best person, best social media personality, Rashad Bilal, Troy Millings, um, NAACP award, very honored. But the reason why I'm saying that is because we need your help. It is a public vote, meaning the way to win is if the public votes for you. The people's choice. People's Choice Award. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's a tab on our website. You can vote one time a day. Yes. Uh, set a reminder, please. Until February 24th. So yes, set your alarm clocks, please. Um, yes, there's a tab on our website, which will allow you to vote. And uh, hopefully uh, yeah. we can win. Shout out to Miss London. I see you on the tube. She says you've been voting every day. Shout out to you. I appreciate it. Hey. Great, greatly appreciated. Greatly appreciated. Shout out to Mace and Cameron. And Kiss. And that was legendary. Kiss. What's going on with the Apollo? Why are they doing all these rap shows? Yeah, yeah. Fat Joe was there two days before that. Performing? Yeah. Well, who? That's nah, interesting. He brought, out, he brought out Lil' Kim and he brought out Remy. No, I think it was Lil' Kim's show. No, it was, it no was Lil' Joe. Kim it had her own show. show. Yeah, it was two separate shows. Yeah. What's going on with Apollo? They trying to sell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always listen. They had the boy there, hell of a set. I heard Drake was there. I mean, Drake had a set, then Little Kim, then Fat Joe, then the 90s golden era concert of the year. You think if I was trying to sell the building, I would put on four or five shows like that and sell it off to Live Nation or somebody, too? What is going on with our historic? Apollo arena that we graced do, last year and tore down. Do do, do remember who also sold out hey. the Apollo? Let's let's let's, let's not forget. Not Let bad. the history reflect who sold out the Apollo for financial literacy. Who owns the Apollo? They're about to sell out tomorrow. <laughs> Watch news gonna drop in two weeks. Sells to BlackRock or Robert Smith. Call Rob. Text him right now. He bought the Apollo. Robert who we doing? Smith. Shout out to Robert Smith. There's always a buyer and a seller. Nine billion on reaching that nine billion mark. Ooh, he's closely 
approaching the 10 billion number. How many figures is that? It's doing well. 11? 11 figures? How much, how much, let me just do something here. How much would you- The real number? How much would you pay to get mentored from Robert Smith, like an hour consultation? Me personally? How much, how much is the hour consultation from Robert Smith worth? If he gave the real answers I wanted? Yeah. I give him a million upfront and twenty nine percent in perpetuity. Twenty nine. Twenty nine percent. That's a random. No, it's not. Why twenty nine? Still leverage. That's Grammy talk. I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I will say, go look up leverage. Like, like I'll say this: even fifty fifty deals are a bad deal after you factor in taxes and uh, the diminishing market returns. So, leverage is ultimately like to be in the seventy thirty split range. And Robert, I'll bring you 10 other people that have put you a million up front and 29% and stack these deals up and we can package them up in a swap or a derivative or something on the back end too, so. A million up front. Hefty. If I get the answers I want? Oh, absolutely. And, and well worth it, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll stay in the States for a year and not go back to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know I'm serious, boy. <laughs> Shout out to Robert Smith. <laughs> Good dude. Good dude. I'm just curious to see. Somebody said ten thousand dollars. Somebody said a hundred. Somebody said twenty thousand. Somebody said one ninety nine. That's like crazy. One hundred ninety nine dollars. I guess. That's crazy. <laughs> I guess. A <laughs> hundred. Oh, I gotta know the prices. One hundred ninety nine is disres that's disrespectful. That's a, yeah, that's a pair Air Max. I'm I'm not taking an <laughs> hour console for ten grand. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> but maybe if you meet me at the Grammys, I will. With some deuce. Grammy family. Family. Hey. Um. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chevron. <laughs> Chevron has a record-breaking 2022 profits were 35 billion. For the year, will their historic run continue in 2023? Chevron, nobody's ever talking about Chevron. That's the that's the crazy thing about it. Like, who's ever talking about Chevron? Oil. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say I mean, I'll, not. I'm just talking. We'll about, talk I'm not about talking about just in general. What they, I got you. The general world. I got you. Yeah. Um, oil is not dead, apparently. So yeah, let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, if you look at the number one sector last year, it was energy. So mm -hmm. I think energy was up 23 percent last year. Or some some number like yeah. that. These are one of those necessities. When we talk about the things that you will need, right? These things are necessities. Consumer staples necessities. Energy is a necessity. Chevron had a great quarter. Uh, and I'll let you touch on it a little bit. But, I mean, tomorrow we're going to see another company that nobody talks about that's probably going to have an, an even better quarter in Exxon. Right? They're, they're looking at, uh, what, what did they do, $35 billion? They're looking at estimated a 56 to $59 billion in revenue um, for the year. So, Energy mm -hmm. is one of those those sectors, man. When when you get the timing right on it, and you look at the world factors, obviously the, the crisis in Russia, we, we we've seen you know oil prices spike, and we you know we haven't had a solution there yet. So this is one of those sectors, man. You got you got to look at, it. and this is a, a, a stalwart. This is one of those those legacy brands, especially when in the end. Wait, wait, define stalwart. <laughs> Come on, you're in teacher mode. Let's go. It's because teach us. Tell, no, tell us. <laughs> it was it was it was the Texas reference. Um, mm -hmm. I got it. 
yeah, it's just one of those those, those legacy companies um, that you know we, we don't think about when we think of investors because it's just not, it's not sexy enough. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just not sexy enough. But there's growth there if if you you get into the right uh, if you get in at the right number. Yeah, Chevron is the second most dominant player in the energy space. Um, amazing management. Uh, also, please write this down. Anytime that oil or energy companies go up a lot, it's usually a sign that we are in a recession. So one of the indicators I'm looking at, I told you before, to see if we come out of a recession is how well um, China's COVID policy is reversed. So when they start to let people come out of mass. Number two, how well Alibaba does. Number three, I'm looking at Chevron to see how well they do this year, which would be an indication on if we are in a recession or not. So if you go back to four years, this 1985, um, IPO, the low of that year was $7.31. By 2002, it was at $32.50, which is a great low to boat price for the stock. Um, so incredible return from there. From 2002 up to 2016, it was at $77.84. Another great low to boat price in 2020. It came down to $50.97, and from there it went from 50 to 174. Um, this is why I always say too, and I'm not trying to play both sides of the coin, but this is why I say you need to hold for five years minimum, ideally 30, to maximize your wealth and invest in the top two companies. Uh, Chevron has amazing management. I don't think they'll have the same kind of run this year, but if they get to like. 102.46 sometime this year or next year I'll be really happy and I see it going back up to like 172 um, from that entry point but yes yeah, I don't think they'll have the same record breaking year that they did last year but it is absolutely an amazing company yeah, we gotta keep those things like you said recession inflation all these things play into a role when we talk about gas prices going up oil prices going up obviously the profits are gonna go up as well for the company that's producing it so Almost every asset class works if you hold it for a long period of time. Um, the biggest mistake we make is holding on to assets for too little. And sometimes we do it in personal relationships. So like you got or Troy, not you because you're smart, but everyone in the audience and everyone watching. Have you ever like held on to a bad relationship too long and then you had something good and you're like, oh, that's boring. Let me let that go. We'll often do the same thing with um, a great company versus a bad one. Like when everyone was GameStop and AMC crazy, I didn't hear anyone mention Exxon really. Or Chevron, and these panned out to be two really good stocks to hold for the long term. Yeah, as well. Yep. All right. Well, we'll we'll monitor the situation. But can we monitor and bring Shook Shotty out, please? <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to really, you know, chill out. You uh. Yeah, we're gonna chill. You can't. You can't. Um. Can't go crazy every week. You gotta, you know, take. Take time. I off. learned that the hard way too. Take time off, so I'm gonna be diplomatic. I'm gonna be diplomatic this time around. And uh, you need me to get the leather jacket? I can go back to my normal state. <laughs> be <laughs> diplomatic, man. Hit the like button and share this video, please. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Samuel used to he used to just not even talk until they got a certain amount of likes. I'm not talking. To we me. should do the same thing. Rest in peace. Kevin Samuel to the Godfather. The Godfather. Yes. I know we talked about it on CNBC, but I think it's a huge mistake that match ticker MTCH or Hinge or Bumble. I think that ticker is B and B O did not grab him 
or any of the people in the dating space to put their content exclusively on their app. Huge mistake. Match, give us a call. I got a couple ideas because y'all start getting beat up too. So Valentine's Day around the corner. Hey, if you need to get your love life together, match, call us. Well, we can, you know, I think match is at 52 bucks right now. It's at 182 back in 2021. Your stock is taking a pounding like how some of you are going on Valentine's Day. You know what I'm saying? Just kidding. These are jokes written by 85 South, Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz. The boy funny. (laughs) Got to protect providing power. Respectfully. respectfully. British pal. British Hey, Dad Joke King Comedy Special is coming soon. Let's go. But what do I know? Mexico Ian Azul Ian is different, yo. yo. Oh man, cupping season. Cupping hey, season. Almost Valentine's Day is fastly approaching. Approaching. Oh, I hope yeah, everybody's earned your love. Start acting I right. Hope you've earned your love out there. Yeah. Earn your love. Earn your love. Valentine's Day is here, man. It's here, mm-hmm. and there's no. Can we get me and Brittany Renner on our first episode and break into that? <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, Brittany was popping. <laughs> what are we doing? Hey. Yeah. You know, yeah, could yeah, be a little yeah. entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> there you have it. Shout out to Amber Rose. Amber been wilding lately. Amber yo. Rose. Hey, Amber. Oh man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey y'all, boy! Very important. You want to announce mm-hmm. some stuff? Uh, well, I'm gonna talk about these restaurant situations. Well, let's do that. So many restaurants are beginning to test digital-only restaurants. How will this affect the economy over the next decade? What is a digital-only restaurant? Um. Remember when ghost kitchens got really popular during COVID and people were like having pop-ups and, and delivering the food. They, uh, Taco Bell is the one that uh, issued it. And shout out to Econendrum because he was the one who I saw make the post first. They did a pilot here in Texas where the Taco Bell was fully automated. I think it had one person in there like watching everything, but no employees. Um, I have a buddy that works in the restaurant industry and they said in four years, they want to have majority, like 30% of the workforce to be, I mean, 30% of the restaurants that are fast food based to be robot driven. So you potentially could have a lot of these restaurants um, eliminate workforce, would, would clear, clear up a lot of money on the book, save a lot of revenue, and probably could drive profits. Um, I've been looking at Darden Restaurants, the ticker is DRI, historically an amazing company to invest in. I'm mad I didn't call it in 2020. 2020 went down to $29.11. It is now at $146.92. Everyone put in chat, what are some of the companies that Darden owns? Um, But for lower, and probably won't be McDonald's, but like Burger King, Taco Bell, Jack in the Box, uh, In-N-Out Burger, I can see them making a switch to put in automation. And for everyone who may think that it's crazy, I don't know if you've been to the grocery store lately. Self-checkout is getting bigger and bigger, and I'm seeing less people at the checkout lanes when I actually do go to the grocery store. Um, and if I was a business owner, the profitability of a place would go up tremendously if I only had one person working inside of the business and all of your orders were being pushed out the drive through by um, by robots. I'm sure Dan Cathy won't adjust to this model because he has an amazing 
Dan can't have to get no more trap house on earth. Like the efficiency of Chick Fil A, and they're happy every time. I'm like, how do you do it? But Burger King or Jack in the Box or uh, you know, there's a couple other restaurants that that need some help. I think their profits will increase dramatically. Um, unfortunately for a lot of us that um, you know, in our communities, those jobs are going to be taken away and they'll never be replaced. That's the trade-off. And I, I truly believe this automation is being done to destroy the job market for us. Yeah, I mean that. A lot of people. I mean, you know, a lot of people start. You know, especially young, young adults, young teens. They they work in these 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 job environments. Um, so to have that type of automation is like when we talk about you have to have a skill set. You need to start training kids and educating kids on different type of skill sets and different type of tech. It's for a reason, man, because there won't be opportunities yeah. for them, <laughs> right? And if there's no opportunities for them, we know what comes mm-hmm. on the other side of that, right? Poor decision making. You know you know recklessness yeah. a lot of that comes with not having opportunity in economic resources so it's scary man who, who was it was it taco bell that, that that did it first they have the automated yeah taco bell yeah. Yo. i want to go check it out yo quiero taco bell never ate taco bell in my life you of course really yeah i never of course taco bell when i was in college i ate taco bell uh chicken burrito chicken burrito yeah, Quesadilla. They merged never. with KFC, so I, that was like, uh, Taco Bell. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Shout out to KFC. Remember the, the honey barbecue wings when they first dropped? Used to be fire back in the day. KFC changed the game three times. The, the honey barbecue wings. The for sure. original, um, the original batter when they was cooking up, <laughs> when they was cooking up with the original. Is that pause? The Wait. original. <laughs> The original, original changed batter. the game. That changed the game. And then they came yes. out with those um those uh honey honey, honey, honey barbecue, barbecue joints. Those are different. And that yeah. was revolutionary. That was those are different. That was very revolutionary at the time. What was the third? Um the sandwich? Potato wedges, maybe? They were the first to do that. Ever? There was a first salt bay, but yeah. <laughs> No, and then they start using that test tube chicken, and it, boy, you killed a yeah, business. Yeah, no, now you couldn't pay me. You, you couldn't chicken pay cocaine me. white, oh, like chicken. somebody put popcorn chicken. Chicken look like this. I'm like, I've never seen chicken that, that white ever. Muy blanco. Just, just, for, just for clarity, you couldn't pay me to eat this stuff. Now you can't eat KFC right now. Yeah, yo, this is this is no. infinity. I'm telling you, Jamaicans. He won't go KFC, to a diner in New York. What do you mean? This, this is something about KFC that Jamaicans just have an affection for. Like, if you look, you don't see any other fast food in Jamaica, you will see yeah. a Kentucky Fried Chicken. There's just something there that we. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I mean, because black people love chicken. It's just lo- it's different though. <laughs> it's we got just, like it's we not, got food. It's just it's one of these things. It's not hard to figure out. Mike, can we clip that out? My no, I mean, it's just, but even here, we, we how like, many people like here like you know is going to KFC? Are we gonna act like black people don't of love course chicken? Black people love chicken. I mean, I don't know why, but it's it's it's, it's <laughs> culture. It's Listen, important. I'm sure we have some viewers from CNBC. We're not going to play one stereotypes tonight. It's one of these things that you know it's a, it's a, it's it's an uncomfortable truth. Black people love okay, let's go to the scientific route. Um, uh, chicken is a hybrid of what two? birds um that began to in mass production in 1856 what two birds <laughs> yo somebody give me a chat gbt on this <laughs> what <laughs> uh, there is a reason why 
uh, we have affinity two, tell for us, please. that poetry. <laughs> but there's two animals. That I they don't put know the together. Answer. Ian, what's the answer? I have no together. Clue. Get Billy Carson. One is a, one is an African fowl. Okay. And the second is I'll let everyone else put it in chat. No, I gotta look at the chat. It's crazy how I like to do homework as an adult, but as a kid, I hated it. Oh, what do you? So are you saying that the chicken was created in 1864? It's genetically, genetically modified. In eight, genetically like modified. This, in this eight, 1864. Like, like if you look in, in literature from like 1400, 1600, that were like chicken. <laughs> oh, so the, the first chicken, let, hold on. So <laughs> the first chicken was spotted in 1864. Is that correct? I have no, yo, we, don't that, That's when they start to mass produce them. That's when they start to mass produce them. Okay. A duck you, you, and a. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Every day. Every day. Car <laughs> keys up right now. We'll get to it. Listen, I ain't got in my intellectual esoteric bag in a little bit. I got some time when I put on the suit jacket. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a pigeon. Yeah. Uh, we haven't got the right answer yet. It's African fowl and something else. They told me do not compare Jamaica's KFC to the ones in America. <laughs> well, yeah, because the food sources are clear. They, they, the legislation is different outside the country. For sure. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm not yeah. Now I gotta look now I, now I gotta come back with the, the research on this. This is good. Hey Mike, can we put on like some Jeopardy music with this clip? <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I know what I'll be reading tonight. Yes. It's funny when you study all these industries, the correlations that you end up seeing. Um indeed. I don't know about this chicken thing. I'm sure. Let's get to this later. Can we go? We go. We, we I'm go. Sure. All right, let's, let, let's, let, let's, let's, let's do, run some down. Let's do this at the end of the show. Um, yeah. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's 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 all right. Let's get into this. What are we what are we doing? Let's run out some stocks. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And you ready? You want to run out some Perfect. stocks? Yes. Right, let's start. Uh, let's start with the big boys. Let's start with with the whole uh, index. Let's start with the Nasdaq. All right, Nasdaq is doing good. Uh, I have Nasdaq going up maybe in two months, getting to like 12,826. Yes, Nasdaq has been taking a beating, but we should push up to the upside and Nasdaq will be good. Yeah, tough day today, pulled back 2%. But for mm -hmm. the year, we're looking pretty positive thus far. All right, that's good. Uh, let's go to Lucid, LCID. <sighs> I'm going to say dead yet, but we do need to get our affairs in order. Um, Tesla is a dominant place there. Everyone put in chat. Espiritu Santo. It's almost over with. Kudos to the management there. If you're watching, I don't I don't mean that I hate you. The stock is just not a great one to invest in. In 21, it was at 64 bucks. It's now at $11.75. No, if you're going to do something in that EV space, you have to lean towards Tesla or I can argue Ford or GM, but I really don't love either. Tesla is a predominant player there. And, and what we talked about it the other day, like Lucid hasn't sold that many vehicles. Yeah, yeah it, 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 there's a there's a vast difference in the amount of vehicles that have been delivered. When we talk about Tesla, when you see the reports of having over 2 million vehicles put out mm -hmm. to the public, and when we look at, uh, you know, Lucid, you know, for 2022, they put out nearly 7,500. There's just, it's, there's not, it's not comparable insane. at this point, so... Good to know. Uh, and this is one we talked about too. Uh, BuzzFeed, uh, they had an a incredible day on Friday. They were up 85% on news that they are going to be using, again, ChatGBT um, to be producing some of their content. Uh, so the ticker is BZFD, BuzzFeed. 
um, Basura. <laughs> I'm catering to the Latin audience tonight. So yeah, it got up to four dollars and thirty cents. It should have slid back down to like a dollar seventy-seven. If it breaks the previous low of sixty-four cents, you can get into it for a swing trade. But I don't. No, it was at fourteen dollars and seventy-seven cent in December. That's too hard of a decline. And, and let's be honest, like I get the speculative news, but it feels like they paid for that PR. Um, Buzzfeed has no advantage. Um, so no, maybe Meta will acquire them. Maybe yeah, that's a reach as well. But no, there no. are some talks. Uh, how about uh, EDBL Edible Garden AG Incorporated? Um, yeah, a few people asked me about this. This one I absolutely hate. Absolutely hate. It was at ninety dollars in April. It's at eight dollars and four cent. Um, and let me, hold on, give me one second. Yeah, last month it was at five dollars and seventy four cents, so it bounced up a little bit from there. But usually, if it's under ten bucks, that's in penny stock territory. I wouldn't touch it. That's that's dead on arrival. Maybe for a swing trade, if you just have money you want to gamble with, you know, maybe if you want to get it at three bucks or something like that. But I wouldn't touch it. This is like penny stock pumping up uh, garbage. No, <laughs> stock. Touch it. Uh, can we throw a wild card? How yes. about Live Nation? They've been in the news, obviously with Ticketmaster over the past uh, week or so uh, with their uh, accusations of running a monopoly. Um, they, you know, people saw what happened with Taylor Swift's ticket fiasco, 14 million people tried to buy 2 million tickets. Obviously they sold out before the majority of the customers can get it. Then they go up for resale on side of, of Ticketmaster's website. Obviously, you know, they can change the prices for them and make profit on the resale, which they couldn't do. Had it gone to an off-market site like StubHub or Vivid Seats or one of these other seats where they're not making profit from the resale margin, when it gets sold out on Ticketmaster, and then obviously if you ever bought, you know that little maroon circle means that somebody's reselling for a different price, which obviously causes monopoly if you don't let the tickets be released and then you just resell them for higher prices. What are your thoughts yes. on, on Live Nation? One of my companies that I love, um, I'm not so sure. During the pandemic. During the pandemic, I well because I I. I knew that people would come back to entertainment, and they have. People are, you know, obviously you're seeing shows sell out. We're seeing that more and more. Um, but yeah. on the surface, that makes sense. But when you hear situations like this, they, you know, they're going to be in front. Of, I think it's in front of Congress very soon uh, to fight this matter. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I know the DOJ also was coming after Google about being a monopoly, and I don't think they have a case for that. Live Nation has a better case of being classified as a monopoly. Um, I like the stock; I, I really do. Uh, full disclaimer, though, I you know, I know some people over at Live Nation. That doesn't taint my view, but if you look at the chart year over year, and the pandemic was like at twenty bucks, it's at seventy nine dollars now. In twenty twenty one, it got to a high of one twenty seven. Sales are strong. <clears throat> I know from a consumer standpoint that being a monopoly is not a good thing for the business. It is. They really don't have much competition. I would say, though, if if Live Nation and other companies like that are listening, when you have a stronghold hold on the market, if you do right by your customer base, your customer base will protect you as the fans of Apple did with him. Because for a long time, Apple had a monopoly on the smartphone market. Now, that percentages degraded some over the last few years and they made it forward in other areas but <clears throat> if you fix the reseller market you wouldn't have all of these issues mm. um that you're having having to go in front of congress but they've been on a tear since 2013 yeah the stock was at ten dollars and you know nine dollars and 36 cent then 
Um, and even through COVID, you've been up three X still at when it was like at twenty seven bucks, and now it's at seventy nine. I have it getting back to one twenty two. 64 and that is like a lagging indicator as well to know like when the economy is recovering yeah. and back on track yeah, it was one of those ones in, in, in the early episodes i used to talk about it and i'm like yo it's gonna recover it's at 42 dollars. as soon as people have an opportunity to get back outside they're gonna be doing it and so to see them run up to oh, like you said 123 i was like oh yes this, i'm looking like a genius yeah you still holding it uh, i am i am um only because you know I, I i tell people all the time like if you want to look at what you should be invested in look at what you're spending yeah. And one of the things I always I love to do is, is go to shows, um, and so yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And when we talk about, but you don't have as many shares as you should have, right? That, that's why you said yeah like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, damn, I should have went. Yeah, you, you're, you're right. You'll learn. But even from the monopoly mm-hmm. standpoint, like we said, from the ticket selling standpoint, that makes sense from monopoly. But if you look at a lot of the venues, they own I think seventy nine, I think seventy five to eighty percent of the venues lion share they own. And so if you ever yep. done an event or if you ever been to a live event, you know that a lot of times when you look at your ticket, it's coming from Ticketmaster or Live Nation. So, yeah, man, it's tough. It's, it's tough out here, especially when you're doing stuff independently and having to deal with them. And if, if you don't deal with them. That's no way around it. I mean, you're going to be paying 30% if you use one of their venues. So they like, hum, do a lot. Sign to the <laughs> mob. Boy, Live Nation not merch. playing. <laughs> Arm, leg, scalpel. Let's get it all. Hit the like button. Let's get this bad boy up to 7,000. Market Mondays. Often imitated, never duplicated. Um, it's, a, it's an abundance of information that's provided on these on these actual programs. Really think about it. From a variety yes. of different standpoints, it's a very um, broad-ranging show that covers a variety of different topics. Um, extremely educational and entertaining. Absolutely. Um, simultaneously, captivating, thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. It is definitely one of the greatest shows of our generation. I think. Absolutely. Um, has transformed the landscape when it comes to business and investing commentary we've had some of the most prolific and well-respected people in the world Mm -hmm. um so please do not take that lightly (laughs) because if you do what happened Rashad (laughs) they're gonna come to Mexico we can pre-record everything (laughs) You don't say it. No, I do know. <laughs> Twenty-two minute format coming soon in twenty twenty-four. Um, yeah, lightning round, lightning round, <laughs> lightning. Highest return you can possibly get. Listen, when you go watch CNBC, shout out to everybody at CNBC, Frank, Bottom, Josh, Mary. I appreciate you, head of talent. But if, if you even go ask them, uh, put some pressure on what would some of the insights and takes that, that I've had as well. So. Uh, yes. I mean, I got this. If it's, I made you money, please yes and chat. Especially for those people who somebody said I'm, I'm not, I'm not high, and I'm not tired. Um, you oh. know what? But I, I, it's like even with my monologue situation, I mastered the slow flow, and I realized that um, you have to talk to people slow because um, they don't understand it if you talk fast sometimes. So it's actually done on purpose. The delivery, 
And is that Sean Paul the stock market? Is that huh? You the Sean Paul of the stock market? Uh, Mace. Who you picking with Mace? Mace? Beth is Mace, okay. When I think of the slow flow, Mace Nas is also yeah. a slow flow champion. Um, but yeah, sometimes you know you have to you have to slow things down yes. and uh, deliver it. So when you're practicing your public speaking, because no, it's yes. one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. So it's, it's, you it have is. to find your delivery. Some people's delivery is to talk very fast. Some people's delivery is to talk loud. Some people's delivery. Um, my my delivery uh, mm-hmm. is something that has actually worked on for a long period of time. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not to it. intoxicated. No. And, and I'm not sleepy. Um, <laughs> but I just want you to hear everything that I'm that I'm saying. So this is the tone of leisure. Well, oh, so I see it now. Somebody just said you want the shot. You have an edible. Yeah. So you no, know. He, he's never taken it. I've, I've, he's never. He's half life. Never taken an edible. Not. I'm or not, anything remotely close to it. I'm not intoxicated at all. I know some people though. Ian. <laughs> shout to burner. Shout to, shout to burner. Shout to gumbo. Shout to gumbo. He's all. He's all he over. His, right shout to gumbo. His new yeah. show is coming out on Hot 97. He has a show. He got a show coming really? on Hot 97. Yeah, shout out to Gumbo. Like a, a everyday show. Uh, I think it's in the evenings. Every day? Hey, bro, what you sure doing calling me, man? Sh- yeah, shout, shout out to Gumbo. But shout out to Burner for putting yes. cookies out in Thailand. Like, that yeah. is, when you talk about global expansion, like, if you understand mm-hmm. Thailand, if you look at the laws, and I had to read up on it about how, you know, the country itself felt about marijuana and prohibiting it, to now, obviously, having people in in, in Thailand use it, but to, for him to, Act upon that as fast as he did. Mm-hmm. Success, low speed. Oh my gosh! Yes, Burn, Burn the international is expansion man. is a must. Is I'll say this right now for the last time: international expansion is a must until we get through this recession. Can we, can we talk about the Department of Justice that wants to break up yes. Google's monopoly while Amazon, Uber, and others are getting into the mm-hmm. ad game? How do we think this will play out? So, what's the deal with this? Um, when I saw the headline, I thought it was old because it was talking about a double click and the acquisition of it. This acquisition, I think, happened 11 years ago. Um, so they're saying, of course, they have an, a monopolistic uh, stranglehold on the market. And maybe back then you could have made that argument. But when you have a serious competitor in Meta, you have the Apple App Store, which is an ad platform. Um, e-commerce is dramatically changing. More people are advertising and building their business on Amazon's platform. I don't know how you can argue that Google has a monopoly when they don't have a lion's share of the business coming into them. Like when AT&T or, or my bell got broken up, I think they had like 96% market share literally at the time. And it had to be broken up. I um, mean, this tech landscape, I mean, of course you have TikTok. There's a bunch of platforms on which you can advertise on. Now, does Google have a more efficient uh, platform to advertise on? Absolutely. One of my favorite companies of all time. And I always say Google was able to do to the advertising industry what ad agencies were not able to do. Like Leo Burnett should have built Google's platform. They didn't. Um, That's why you always have to worry about the tech bros coming to the space to destroy or find the gaps in what you're not doing right. I think it's a mistake, but also during a recession, um, not only does violence go up, domestic abuse, alcoholism, drug use, but cases from the government goes up as well. So you have to be mindful 
um, and be prepared for these attacks. They'll end up paying some kind of enormous fine, I'm sure. But there's too many platforms to advertise on, and they have too many competitors to be classified as a monopoly. And then also, if you look at um, even when Microsoft was, when Gates was running it, they were proposed to, to break them up. Like if you look at Google, the stock has done great. I'm looking at GOG, but it's at $97.95. It's not like they're just producing the highest returns ever. They've been on a great run since 2012, pretty much. Um, I, I think it's, I wouldn't say it's inappropriate, but I think it's misleading to, to classify them as a monopoly. Great company. Do they have an enormous market share? Yes. But everyone put into that homework assignment. What percentage of market share does Google have over the entire advertising industry internationally to drop in a bucket in comparison to what a monopoly would be classified as? So, yeah, but you know, tech companies at some point have to go in front of Congress and they have to go. Through, this is a cost of doing business. That's why I always say there's no such thing as like true freedom. The higher you get, there's a sweet spot between like 10 and 25 million where you have just enough to be like fine and have leisure and fun, but you're not on the radar. Once you cross a certain threshold as a company or as a person and you get into that 50 to $300 million tier and up personally, or 300 million to 1.5 billion as a company, the sharks are going to surround. It goes back to not being robbed. You're always going to have people that try and rob you or get pieces of your business in one form, fashion, or another, which is an amazing segment by Rashad last week. So, yo, Google, um, that's a mistake. Google purchased YouTube. This, just, just for context, just for like looking at the numbers, they purchased YouTube in 2006 for 1.6 billion dollars. A steal, but they at the time they overpaid. But it, what a hell of an investment! That's like YouTube, Facebook. Facebook brought um, YouTube brings in Instagram. YouTube brings in 28 billion. It brought in 28 billion dollars last year. Just YouTube mm-hmm. to Google. I remember. I never forget. I never forget when Facebook brought Instagram for one billion. One billion, yeah. And they had the CEO of Instagram on Forbes, and they were saying like, um, "What is your company worth? To like, mm-hmm. what you, you, your company's not worth anything? Kudos you haven't made Kevin. any money." He's like, "Well, we made one billion dollars. That's it's, it's, it's obviously worth something." And um, yeah. fast forward now, Instagram is. Everything, right? So it's like the most popular. It's all in the eye of the beholder, man. Yeah. Somebody will say like that is a stupid for Facebook to pay one billion dollars. Now, that's a steal. One. Point. You can argue if they wouldn't have had it though. Kudos to Kevin. Actually, my first designer, Mikhail, is the one who built the unif- user interface. The first two for Instagram. Um, without Instagram, Facebook would have died probably six years dead. ago. They would be dead. They'd, they'd, they'd be, be over dead. it. It's their most. It's their most important tool in the toolbox. It's yep. the most important tool in the toolbox. So it's like WhatsApp's important. No, WhatsApp's important, not but it's, it's not as important. They haven't monetized it correctly, no, though. Instagram yeah. is, is is the most important tool. Yeah. So, like you said, you know, they buy they buy YouTube for one point two billion at the time. People were saying that you know you overpaid. you overpaid for it. Um, Last year, it brought in nineteen point seven billion. Well, two thousand twenty one, it brought in nineteen point seven billion. Twenty twenty two, it brought in twenty eight point nine billion. Now, now th- this is the amazing part talking about like Ponzi schemes. If you get a million views on YouTube, what are they paying you right now? Oh, let's break the internet. Well, it depends on are your you podcast. You let, let's say financial content or something in that realm, the higher tiers. Well, like probably 20,000, 30,000, something like that. Yeah, I would say anywhere between that 20 to 30,000. 
And let's say you're doing prank videos or lower brow kind of content. Profanity or no? Yes. <laughs> Closer to settle. <laughs> Gotta keep it clean. Yeah, you under you under ten. Maybe maybe under fifteen. I say under fifteen for sure. Can't curse on YouTube. Can't do that. That's man. why even Math Hot see his videos, they they bleep the cursing out. Um mm-hmm. can't curse on YouTube. Do not. If keep, you want if you want to get monetized. Keep the content clean, yeah. I see. I'm so. so my, my, I say this to say, like, for those of you who are investing, would you rather like try to get a million views and shout out to those you can, or be able to trade and make twenty, thirty thousand a day without the headache and hassle? But if they're paying you twenty grand for a million videos, I'm assuming on the back end, YouTube is probably making four million dollars. And but I sent you a plaque. Same music business finesse. The game is the game, man. The game is the game. Shout out to, to YouTube. Like, YouTube is, like, y'all say, like, it, it's funny that people say Vlad is a culture vulture while on YouTube. When they are the big vulture. That is a uh, also a, a little lead for our chicken question <laughs> from earlier, too. A little breadcrumb. No pun intended. No pun. But what do I know? Just a I guy with a jacket. That, I saw that in, 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 the, in the, the chat. Tube, Tube nailed it. Yeah. They got that. Yeah. Got they it. put that there. The what? They yeah. The vulture. Mm-hmm. What? What? That's where chickens came from? The hybrid of a African fowl and vulture. Yep. The mass produced chicken. A, a fowl and a vulture. A what? Wasn't that? It was a fowl? African fowl and a vulture. An African file? Fowl. Fowl. Yes. What is that? What is a file? Not a foul. Bird. What's a foul? Not a foul, man. A bird. <laughs> what is that? Shout out! Shout out to the birds I used it's to know. That's what, what they didn't call on LeBron uh, on Jason Tatum. Yo, the referees. <laughs> that, that's a foul. That's, I mean, that's inexcusable, man. That's an, oh yeah, they they you know that's it a is foul. what it is. But bro, it's inexcusable. Brian, Brian getting into the chip this year, so they they let a lot more things uh, slide than what they were used to. Inexcusable what they did, what they doing with LeBron, man. Shout out to the bro. Two tech, two index, no stress. I know some even messaged me like, hey, I still don't know where to begin. VOO, VTI is the first two you should have. Those are index funds. Index funds are an all-star team, Pro Bowl team, if you will. Other two, Apple and Microsoft are the other two to invest in and hold for five years. 30 years is ideal. And if I've made you money, please put yes in chat. It's the easiest formula ever. The Fang era is dead. Dead. Daddy said. Real quick, yeah. Uh, big week for earnings. Big week, big, 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 real big. Um, we spoke about tomorrow. <clears throat> Exxon will be reporting. AMD, another company we just spoke about, will be reporting. And when we talk about healthcare, we talk about a couple of companies. Striker will be reporting tomorrow. Mm. Wednesday we got Meta, uh, and Thursday is the big day. The big boys come out. Uh, we got Apple, we got Amazon, Google, Qualcomm, and. Ian, you're one of your favorites, and I agree with you in this sentiment. Uh, Lily will be reporting as well. And Friday, Regeneron will be reporting. It's a big week for earnings. Um, I mean, we, we know the importance of Apple. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I saw some estimated reports that are looking at uh, maybe another $100 billion quarter, somewhere in the, in the range, 96 to $100 billion for the quarter. Not bad. Which would be incredible. And then we got... Jerome Powell speaking on Wednesday. Uh, what, mm-hmm. are we, what are we thinking? Quarter? Half a point? What are we doing? What do you think? I think quarter. Quarter? 
Yeah. Okay, interest rates will will be going up, ladies and gentlemen, on Wednesday. And so shout out OJ the Juice Man. That's what I thought of when you said quarter. Quarter chicken, half a chicken. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Shout out Juice Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, we gotta keep uh, this this phase of quantitative destruction going. So rates will go up, but the market will do good. Uh Eli Lilly though is like the Beyonce of the of the healthcare industry. Like you can't go wrong. Instant winner every time, slept on sometimes. Shout out to Eli Lilly. I mean, and also if I can add VO, VTI, Apple, Microsoft, Lilly. That that's like that's unbeatable. Those five. Little little Uzi Vert. Little Go ahead and do the dance shot. Little Uzi Vert. He walked he walked he walked the Eagles out with ten Ten Rockefeller chains on. He did. He did. That's he hard. Did. He definitely did. That's hard. <laughs> no, he Eagles did. gonna take it in the Super Bowl. Huh? Eagles gonna take it in the Super Bowl. Nah. You wanna bet? Uh yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do. I do. How much? Actually. I do. I want to. Yes. Uh how much? Know, I'm, I'm, Five grand to get your curb service. What you want? What that you want to do? I mean, you know I'm riding with it. We know I'm riding with the Chiefs. For me, it's this this personal. I was a Chiefs fan. When I was ten years old, Christian Okoye. Oh, okay. I've been a Chiefs fan since they had Christian Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare, wow. and Joe Montana, and and and, and you know I'm from yeah, that. Keep era. going. Keep naming some players. Man, uh, Thurman. No, no, no. Um, Derek. Derek Thomas. Thomas Derek peace. Thomas. Uh, the Chiefs, man. Neil Smith. The Chiefs. This is this is the era, and I used to like the Chiefs because of their colors. That's why I really liked gotcha. them. Um, but wait, you going with teams now? I thought it was just players. No, I'm just saying I was a Chiefs fan for, okay. for years. So I have to – I have – this not even a, a question who I'm going for in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I just got Pat's a whole gonna bunch be ready. of – I don't know about everybody else. I got a whole bunch of Kansas City uh, exclusive gear. <laughs> exclusive gear. Did you? Fly. Like, you're not <laughs> – <laughs> Arizona, is that you right here? Hulk Hogan. Arizona, is that you right here calling? <laughs> Pat Mahomes. Some, somebody pick up the phone. Pat Mahomes, the, Boy. the, the, the best the best in the business. 500. 500 Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm right, I'm right yeah. with the Chiefs on this one, man. I, he, he's going to be ready. I don't know if his teammates are going to be. That experience they had with Brady is going to help them, though. But I don't, I don't, them lights get big, man. For who? I For don't Pat? know. <laughs> no, no, no. Been there teammates. Before. He already won. Teammates. They've been there before. He got one. This is his third time. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're gonna do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's his third time. I can't. I'm just, I want to take way The Eagles. The Eagles have a good team, though. They definitely shout out to Hurts. They have a. They have a great team. Um, but I, I, I haven't lost Super Bowl bet in like eight years either. I got. I gotta go. I gotta ride with Kansas City. You gotta ride with the Kansas City on this one. Who you going with? Uh, I'm a Washington guy, so it's tough for me to root for the Eagles. I'm beyond. I just. And I, I used to love gotcha. Randall Cunningham and like I got Jerome Brown oh, and Reggie White. Like I love those Eagles. I was like, all right, I can root for those guys. But I'm just a loyal guy to Washington, man. Unfortunately, so I just want to have a good game. I I think I think the Eagles will win though. I can't root for them, but I think they're going. Philly, shout out to Philly, shout out to Philly. F- Philly fans different too, y'all. Oh, they disrespectful. They'll assault you. They called Joey Bosa. Y'all seen that? Yeah, they've been going crazy. Really? They've been going crazy. He, he went with the, the old athlete. I'm rich and you're broke. He uh, stopped, they stopped talking after that. Uh, no, they, they put the camera down after that. 
I'm I'm rich. Really? They put the camera down. And you're broke. They put the camera down. <laughs> they put Mike the camera it up. down after he said that. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. Jim Crono says he will. He's still shorting Tesla as EV mm-hmm. competition mm-hmm. increases. Um, profit margin peaks. How do you feel about him shorting Tesla? Is this the time to be shorting Tesla? I wouldn't. Um, they have too much fanfare. Hedge funds like them too much. Now, if Michael Burry said this, I would. Michael's normally like in his positions 30% higher than, I mean, lower than I would like. But if you, you look at the stock historically for Tesla, the range to short it would be like around the 350 mark or even like at, I can understand at 312. It's at 166 right now. Like this is an area in which you should be like accumulating a position. Like if I go look at this chart all time, so like uh, the ideal areas to buy Tesla are like in that $12.42 range, $69 and $92.38. So it's, he's starting to short in an area where it's like 70% off of the ideal value for what a company should be. Huge mistake. I mean, we were saying that before the show, I'm like, he's going to get his face ripped off. Because if a couple of institutional funds get behind it and they keep performing how they have, and once again, like if he gets focused on one company where he integrates those into a portfolio company, kind of like Alphabet did with Google, that's going to be a tough position to be shortened. So I think it's a mistake. I think he's a good investor, but I think a little bit of hubris um, got involved here. I wouldn't be shorting Tesla here. Oh, mistake. Yeah. I concur. Huge mistake. And also, there's very little upside to shorting equities long-term unless you have swaps on them or futures or, like, options to, like, just flat-out short the stock. Like, you're capped in what you can gain from the upside. Um, and, and I can see if we had, like, a tailwind in the market where it's just, like, 2008 level, everything was falling apart, Uh there was like a systemic ruining of capital markets at one time and there's still money flowing into the market. I think although Tesla could fall a little bit further, I, I did state the price though in which I love Tesla to load the boat up at. Um shorten here is a huge, 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 huge mistake. So no. But kudos to him. But this is not gonna play out well. The only person I listen to blindly probably will be Michael Burry and Paul Tudor Jones. And right now, Michael Burry is not short Tesla at all. And he and he was previously. It's a bad price to get in. There's no such thing as a bad market, only bad entries into it. So let's talk about FaZe Clan. What happened? FaZe Clan, legendary video gaming. I, I, how about I give you the ticker and you can tell us what happened? FaZe <laughs> Clan, legendary video gaming crew who made history by going public on the stock market last year via SPAT. Billion dollar, couple oh, billion wow. dollar valuation. F-A-Z-E, um, yeah. had a high of twenty four dollars, and Shh. it's currently at seventy cents, and faces possible delisting after six months of being on oh, okay. the Nasdaq. Now, Faze Clan is a company that I have said several times that I, I can see EYL kind of modeling a path forward. I retract that statement. 
<laughs> I still respect. I still respect everything that Phase Shout plans to them in the interview, but and what they have built. But we don't want to follow that footstep of getting delisted six months into the situation. Uh, yeah, we can say this one that as Biggie was said, nothing but slow singing and flower bringing. <laughs> the burger alarm start ringing. Like if we look at the volume, it's only twelve, eleven million shares traded. Yeah. This month in Enero. Um, at its peak, 52 million. That was August of last year. I mean, and any company that took the SPAC route, I mean, you know, but we both got pitched to take one public. Thank God we didn't. <laughs> so a couple of things weren't adding up. He was like, Well, you didn't say he's going to be involved. Like, you didn't say no chance. <laughs> I mean, I did not say that. <laughs> I need 10 million before I do that. Um, yeah, it's. The companies that had no value are going to die. Normally, if you have to go a SPAC route and you're not publicly traded and you're not on a big exchange, there's a reason why. Yeah. That, that's like the, the guys who like, well, I ain't going to say that about basketball players. Never mind. But like, if I'm great at playing basketball and I never made it to the league, there's only so much ish I can talk, right? Um, the SPAC is like, what's lower than the G League? Uh, you got to go like by country after that. Like, so if I'm playing in, I don't want to say Puerto Rico, but Armenia. Like, no, yeah, we're some, not going to do that. Crazy. Armenia. Yeah, if I'm playing over there, like I'm not as good as I think I am. So the spec route, I mean, all the specs fell apart. To the spec, it's, um, it's a backdoor way to get listed on the stock market without having to go. When through, you're not good enough to go to main yeah, route, without having to go through all of the red tape and regulation and all of that stuff that you would do traditionally to get listed on a stock market, and that was very popular. In the last couple yeah. of years, a lot record-breaking of, numbers. A lot of specs. Um, They're breaking records now, yeah. falling from twenty-four to. So is that over? Is, is the spec wave over? Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah it's dead. That, Just with options, NFT, all other. Sh- I said yeah. too, but no, Rashad, why you let you act crazy like that? I was trying to save y'all. So now I'm just gonna be bougie and go to the Grammys and the Oscars <laughs> and wave like this. So here, here's what happens in the delisting process because it feels like this is gonna be inevitable. Under NASDAQ rules, any company that fails to close above the $1 mark for 30 consecutive days is issued a deficiency notice, which can trigger a delisting. They're on pace for that. It's not an immediate action, but once the notice is issued, the company has 180 calendar days to return to compliance, meaning it must close above $1 for 10 consecutive days, and some companies receive a grace period of 180 days if they meet special requirements. So... Hey, it's time to raise the red, well, I guess the white flag. It's time to get the caskets out. Yeah, this does not look good um, for the good folks over there. And trading was halted for Bed Bath & Beyond, too, the other day, because they defaulted on their loan. Yeah, let's talk about this Bed Bath & Beyond. So Bed Bath & Beyond halted after defaulting on their credit line. Uh, What can Mm -hmm. we learn from this situation? And is Bed Bath & Beyond stock dead? Espiritu Santo Muerte, right? I asked you guys two weeks ago, going to Bed Bath & Beyond after the episode, I went in, stayed in there 45 minutes, was on Instagram. Saw nine people walk in. Two people bought things. I'm not a business expert, and I'm no Milton Friedman of any sort, but if you buy, uh, nine people come in, and two people buy, and the average purchase is probably 40 bucks, not too well. These this business these businesses are dead. Like we're going through 
a revolution and where things are changing. People don't want to leave their house to buy anything. Who's Bed Bath & Beyond's number one competitor? Amazon. Tough competitor to have. Even if you want to go Wayfair or Restoration Hardware, tough competitors to have. This is not 1999 to 2003 where you're going to go in there and get your little candles and get it cracking. It's over with. Bad management. Yeah. So, it don't matter how many 20% coupons you get. is is. It's not which even on that if you do if you sell on price and discount alone look at what happens on average disaster as you take Hermes or Chanel I know some of y'all still wearing Balenciaga Rolls Royce Mercedes when you're at the higher uh, tier brackets you're able to stay in business a lot longer have more profits because economies of scale do matter when you have a luxury price point that's why even people tell me I charge too much I'm like I hear you, but all the ones that charge too little go out of business too fast. Like, I don't see a hedge fund doing 0% management fee and then getting 3% on the back end for the culture. Some are doing 4 and 40 now. Pricing matters. Pricing matters. But rest in peace to Bed Bath & Beyond. Hold your hat. I would like for you to pay me by the hour. Hold your hat. In the words of Dwayne Carter, the legend. Um, all right, last thing. What are three of the biggest industries or opportunities we should focus on in the next decade? Um, number one, it's a really tough uh, industry to crack into. Um, homework assignment, you need to go look up nuclear fusion. I talked about this last year. But now we're starting to see some breakthroughs in that space. Um, and unfortunately, like when sciences get moving and a lot of money is invested there we usually don't receive a lot of capital but nuclear fusion is going to be like an industry that's going to be ginormous over the next 10 15 years uh number two while everyone's focusing on automation i would love for one of you to make an enterprise version of chat gpt or some automation so we can take it to every company on earth and say hey if you lay off 10 percent of your workforce I can give you the results as if you hired 60% of the current staff that you have now and do it for a 190th of the price, pay us $15 million up front. Companies are looking to do that now. They just haven't been able to crack the code. You think they are building chat GPT and having new versions come out every month so you can make fire Instagram posts and blog posts? Nope. Nope. That Slack deal didn't look so damn well. So it's pretty smart if they took that technology over there and helped CRM rebuild their business for Adobe or Cisco, which is falling apart by the scenes. Um, so automation on the enterprise level is going to be a multi-billion dollar business. And um, the last one is on, of course, back on the science side. We need more research. We need more people from the culture on the research side to prevent and understand what the next pandemic is going to be. Um, one of my favorite video games, even though I don't play many, um, amazing TV show, Last of Us. Um, I talked about this last year as well. So Toxoplasma gondii, which is an infectious disease that attacks the brain. Going back to this, always foreshadowing um, in these shows. Consultants from different organizations are paid to be on the writing staff. Uh, we need to provide a, find a preventative cure if there's like a mass fungal outbreak at scale. And I know everyone's going to be like, it's crazy. But then we have the little cough and the little bat soup lie 
conspiracy theory that happened that turned out to be COVID. Um, so on the sciences side, the life sciences, we need more of us there. And then on the business side, we need uh, commercial automation at scale. So those are the three industries. Like if you want to get really rich over the next 10 years, are three that you should focus on for sure. Those are good. Those are good. I, I, Thank you. I'll add, because um, I, I thought you would go there, but I'll add cybersecurity in there. Um, and I thought you were going to go there when you were talking about data, but uh, mm -hmm. da data and analytics companies. Um, if, if one of the things, like we said uh, after we came back from Switzerland, was like, yo, they're collecting data at a different rate, and the way they're getting yes. it, like, it'll blow your mind. What they're gonna, what they're gonna do with it, they're never gonna tell you. You're just gonna you'll be a product of it. And so, I mm -hmm. think data and analytics. Obviously, we spoke about Palantir, but companies like Oracle, IBM, who are already huge in this space, I think it only keeps mm -hmm. growing. And then obviously, healthcare, right? If we're talking about yeah. spaces and we're talking about disease and we're talking about treatment, this is one of those things that is recession proof. It's gonna be around for every decade because we're always gonna need treatment and we're always, people are always yeah. gonna get sick. People always going to be born. People always going to die. Um, yeah, healthcare is probably the number one industry to right, be in. Right. And if I, if I was a black creator starting, if one of you can find out what the value, I'm going to go my little Joe Budden right, what the value of a stream is, right? If you can identify what the value of a Spotify YouTube stream is really worth and put that out to the public and help them get those streams. But then you would be attacking the entire industry of Spotify and how they're in bed with the labels. But the great part about the music industry is if you build great tech, they'll let you come in and destroy the industry on their behalf just to partner with you. Can anyone tell me what the real value of a stream is on YouTube, Spotify right now? That's a lot higher than what they're paying out. But what do I know? If I run to anybody at Spotify at the Grammys, I don't need Hello. you. We got some deals Hello. to do. Hello. Hello. Hola. <laughs> How are you? Hey, folks. Um, Duolingo, call me. Yes. Try to put Duolingo and OnlyFans together to build a new way to learn other languages. Yeah, OnlyFans. Yeah, OnlyFans. Hey. Change the game. It's crazy till it's not. Change the game. Um. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Herb McGruff. Harlem Zone. He was also at the Apollo. Um for that for that performance. He he performed? Yeah, Cam Cam brought him out. He did a song though? Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. It's been so um yeah, man. M May's top two Harlem rappers all time. Top, maybe one. I think I was, I was hey I was gonna say one but top two and maybe not two. Nah, he's yeah, it's debatable. It's debatable. From from between from, him and who from long, Big yeah, L from a longevity standpoint, Cameron <sighs> definitely had a longer career than Mace and probably was more impactful as far as diplomats. But Mace, there would be no Harlem World movement if it wasn't for Mace. He he blew the door down for Betha. Um, for but sure. Mace, uh, he only had one album. But he had three albums. He had two. Yeah, yeah, double yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one. And the breeze, stretch, shake, let it go. He had the welcome back album. Yeah, one. Breeze, stretch, shake, let it go. Yeah, what? Yeah, one album that was of any relevance. The Harlem World, Harlem World. Um, so Cam, you know, it's welcome kind of, back. Yes, yeah, I could argue Jimmy been better than Cam the last twelve years. Yeah, not for sure, but oh, over the course of their career, Cam is still Cam. Cam I guess you know what I'm saying. But Big L, yeah. yeah. Is up there. Big L tough. Yeah. Yo. From, from Big L's up. 
Big L, top five Harlem rappers of all time is Cameron Mace, Big L, Jim Jones, and Joel yeah. Santana. At the time, Big L was better than the Hoes to me. Yeah, yeah, you could you could make the argument for that for sure. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's top five Harlem rappers of all time. Uh, Jim Jones, when we had him, he did not have Mace in his top five Harlem. He did rappers. not. He did not. That's crazy. Betha. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. Want to play moment. games with me, Betha? Honorable mention. <laughs> honorable mention. Definitely. Uh, Dougie Fresh, Rob Beast, Herb, Herb McGruff, uh, Black Rob. Black Rob, rest in peace. Black Rob is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Rob. Honorable yeah, mention. rest in peace to the king. Honorable mention. G Dep, don't do that. I'll play Child of the Ghetto right nah, now. G Dep got an out. He got one. You know, his album's hard, bro. G Dep, amazing. That's a good album. Honorable mention. Yeah. Honorable mention. Um, <laughs> he he got to be six man out of Harlem. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Now that's 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 a pretty good lineup. Harlem? But diplomats, they got they got you got to put all three of them in the top five. Yeah, you got to put all three of them in the top five. I think Mace Mace probably no more. May Mace may be numero. Oh no no no! You can't put all three of them in the top yeah. five, right? Because you gotta have you gotta have L. You gotta have Big L. And then, no, you can put yeah, them five. Yeah. Yeah. You can do Mace, Big L, yeah, Big yeah. L, Big L, Mace, Cam, the diplomats, the diplomats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ASAP. We forgot about those guys. ASAP. To me, Ferg is better than Rocky. But I agree a thousand Ferg, percent. But, I but, always thought but that Rocky definitely. He changed. He the got game. the movement he going. He changed the game and he got the movement going. So what about battle rap? And he got Rihanna. That you count for Lux fourteen in points. Yes, battle rap, of course. Loaded Lux and yeah. um, murder, 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 T Rex. Harlem has the best. Oh, battle I know T Rex Best battle rappers. Yeah, Lux number one. Loaded Lux. He no. lost. He yeah, lost that's to a good murder point. Mook, though. I know, but but yeah, loaded Lux. Yeah, Lux a different breed. You are gonna get this work. You gonna get this. Can I bring your casket out next Market Monday? Don't get this work. Vado, 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 honorable mention. Somebody put Vado in there? And Dave East. Dave Shout out to East. Dave, Shout out to like East. Dave. Dave East is nice. No, no, no. That's your guy. God, yeah, Dave like East is nice. I like Dave East. Nice. Um Yeah. There's a lot actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But ASAP. That's a so Rocky and Ferg. Ferg. I think Ferg, Ferg better. Yeah. You probably got to put Ferg ahead of it. I've heard of him. Yeah. Oh, sh- oh. And oh, his Loon. father, a legend, too. I, I was just on the phone. Loon. With him. Shout out to Loon. 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 Yeah, That's crazy. Loon. Somebody yeah. put Loon, and I'm thinking to myself, wait, I, yo, Loon. Loon is I'm, up there. I'm telling you, man. A spe- Loon fire, yo, listen, though. A special. Here's a crazy thing. 20, like maybe an hour before we would start Market Mondays, I was on the phone with a uh, Zoom call with Ryan Leslie and Loon, and he was telling mm. me how he did that. I got a girl that arrived for me. I'm like, that's what your he beat? That? He did the beat? That's his beat. I'm like, yo, that's my favorite Loon nah, song. Loon. And then he calls yeah. Loon, and Loon's on the phone, and we talking about it, but Loon is doing that's some dope. amazing things in tech. Yeah, he uh, is. I told him he's, uh, he's, he's going to be traveling over the next couple of weeks, but as soon as we get a chance to sit down with him, I can't wait for him to, for people to hear what he's doing. Just an amazing dude, man. Super sharp, super yeah. intelligent. And it's creating a wave and, in tech. And, and so he's a good he's dude. And, oh, and we can't forget the wave guard. We cannot forget oh, the Bell? wave guard. Max Bigger Valley 
He. I was going to say bigger though. We cannot forget. He's going to shake some up. He get out. We cannot forget the wave guard. Wow. Home there's actually a lot there. of there's actually a lot of people. How many dead guard? From Harlem. There's a lot of people that. Yeah, he get out. He gonna boy. Math Hoffa is from Brooklyn. Um, shout out to Math Hoffa, but he's not from Harlem. Man, Max B's up there. Max B's actually up there. Who are you taking off? I can't take anybody out of the top five, oh, okay. but he's up there because he's he's six man. He's influential. Yeah, so very yeah. influential. Charlie yeah. Clips definitely one. Of, he's from Harlem, also oh, one of the best Charlie battle rappers. Clips. Yeah, remember him. Um, Hellrell is from the Bronx. He is. Jr. Ryder um, is he really? Jr. Ryder was good. Jr. Ryder was good. Uncasa, they was good. <laughs> they were good. Um, Smoke Dizzy. You, you ever listen to Smoke Dizzy? I'm not. A, I, I, I've never. Got, I've heard him in interviews. I've, I've never listened to records. Yeah. Uncle Murder is from Brooklyn. He definitely is one thousand percent from Brooklyn. Yeah. Um. Hmm. There's a lot more. This Harlem. This this Harlem conversation. Is Big Avell. Somebody put bloodshed. Rest in peace to bloodshed. Yes. Um, but that was dope to see. We wasn't there, um, but I got to see some of the stuff on Instagram, and that was dope for me, man. You know, that's the era that we grew up on. Clue mixtapes, and to see the locks, and Mace, and Cam mm-hmm. perform. They did done started some. Did, did they do the? I'm, I'm assuming they did 24 hours. I don't know if they did 24 hours. They didn't do it. I'm not sure, but um, I saw they did horse and carriage. They did horse and carriage. For the Cam first, could not remember one word. First time ever. <laughs> he um, couldn't remember a word. But that was dope for me, man, to just see that. Um, like I said, I wasn't there, but I got to see some of the highlights online. Though Ash Cash was there, a few other people, and they had posted it. Sunny um, was there. Shout out to Sunny. Yeah, a lot of people was there, man. That was dope and uh, very nostalgic. Yeah. Extremely yeah. nostalgic feel. Shout out to Jada Kiss. Kiss did still feel me. Shout out to Kiss. Yo, he man. did still mm-hmm. feel, like. Yeah. Can somebody on YouTube put who owns Apollo? Um, I'm dead serious. Somebody about put that. that they're not selling. <laughs> Shit. No no one's selling to the, to the paperwork. Company, right? <laughs> the paperwork. We're not selling. Okay. This We're is selling. very strategic to have as many hip hop shows back. Like, there's a move there being made. Yeah. Let's get some people. Like when Drake did it, and Drake can sell out staples on accident, I, there's a reason Before why. we leave, we got to talk about this this Hip Top 50 list. So it's it's getting yeah. it's getting closer. What number we at? We at number 20, 21 now. So I missed Vibe Magazine, Billboard and Vibe Magazine have com- collaborated to do a, a greatest of all time list. Number 50, Rick Ross. 49, Rev Run. 48, Melly Mel. 47, MC Light, 46, Jada Kiss, 45, Ice T, 44, Queen Latifah, 43, Bum B, 42, Redman, 40, 41, E40. Dr. Dre is at number 40. 39 is Ludacris. 38 is Gucci Man. 37 is Common. 36 is Most Deaf. 35 is Future. 34 is Chuck D. 33 is Busta Rhymes. 32 is T.I. 31 is Little Kim. 30 is Lauren Hill. 29 is Pusha T. 28 is Black Thought. 27 is Q-Tip. 26 is Big Pun. 25 is Method Man. 24 is KRS-One. 23 is Curtis Blow. 22 is Ghostface Killer. And 21 is DMX. That's where where we're at right now. Let me just say this. 
What? This is might be the worst list I've ever seen. KRS at 24? Right? KRS should not be over Method Man. How do you have Gucci Man? <laughs> definitely should be over Method Man. How do you have Gucci Man ahead of Rick Ross? How do you have... No disrespect. How do you have... Gucci should be a little bit higher. Pusha T over Jada Kiss. How do you have Curtis Blow <laughs> over T.I.? How, how do you... This... It's confusing. Extremely confusing. Okay. To say the least. That's what happens when people want clicks. To say the least. This is about Vibe and Billboard, right? I'm sure. Can, can we go, go Google what uh, Billboard's revenue is over the last seven years? I'm sure we'll see a correlation. Yeah, it's just some of, this, some of these things. It's just some of these things are, are actually mind-blowing. Like when I, when I see... When I see <laughs> Curtis... When I see Curtis blow at number 23... <laughs> That's mind blowing. Um, so we got. That's mind blowing. Who haven't we seen though? So we we know that. Black Thought at twenty eight. Black Thought, nice. Really? I'm not. I'm not mad at him in the top thirty. Incredible. I'm not mad at him. But in the top I'm just 30. saying, twenty eight, most deaf, thirty six, really. Future should be a lot higher. Well, we haven't seen him. Future is already. They said his name already. He's thirty five. Oh wow! How is Doctor? That's Dr. crazy, Dr. Yo. Yeah, that that doesn't. Count. Yes, he, he is. Huh? If that's the case, Kanye can't be going. Well, Kanye, his name hasn't come up yet, so well, yeah, Kanye got to be, be top, top five. Nikki got to be top. He'll 20. be top five. Nikki, Nikki on the list yet? Nah, so she's in the top. Greatest 20 female sure. all time. Wayne's in the top twenty, okay. obviously. Biggie, of course, Tupac. Yeah, we could probably name him. Interested. They they gonna they gonna fumble. I'm this still mad that Rick Ross is number fifty. I ain't see Raekwon yet. Raekwon didn't come up yet. Raekwon did not. Ghostface is number twenty two. So then Raekwon probably in the top twenty. Or they might not be on the list. There's no way he's not on the that list. That would be crazy. Who better Raekwon or Ghost? Well, they got Meth at twenty five. So if Meth's at twenty five, Raekwon in the top twenty. Raekwon has to be on there, yo. And Meth's my favorite Wu Tang member, but Ray got to be on there. Damn, they did my boy KRS like that. Twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's disrespect. 24, 24. Where's Joey Crack at? He too, he Joey too Crack high. Is, Joey Crack is what? not on the list. <laughs> Joe Crack has not appeared on the list. KRS won that better than Black Thought. We not. I know he a legend. We're not going to do this, though. KRS one is more important than Black Thought. He's more important. Definitely is. He's more important than Black Shout Thought. Shout out to the Bronx. What, what, what's the title of the list? Huh? What's the title? What's the title of the list? Yeah. Uh, 50 Greatest Rappers of All Time. 50 Greatest Rappers. Yeah. Yeah, he not fucking with Black Dog. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he definitely is. <laughs> Gucci should be higher than what he is, nah, too. KRS, he more important on, than Black KRS more important than Black At Dog. one point, they had him in, I mean, pre-1997. Yo, uh, he K- was in the top five. In, in. That was a lot in. That wasn't a lot in. It, stop, it, stop. Ian, Ian. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> name me, name me two Black Thought songs. Can't. Can't <laughs> Outside of what we, what they do, and no disrespect. No, to them. no, no, no. The super. Shout no, out to the no. roots and shout all of Philly. We not doing. Shout, we no, gave Philly out, praise. Shout like, out to let's the roots. Be serious. Shout out to Black Thought. And he got one of the oh, best freestyles on Flex ever. ever. But, like, come but on. let's come on. Let's, let's what let's. they do and then what? Oh, maybe you got the joint with Erykah Badu. Songs in '96 either, but. 
that, that's that's too high. N- name me eight KRS ones. The bridge is over. Nah, the um, Stop. that's the sound of the police. <laughs> like philosophy. What, what's the name of the song? Huh? huh? The bridge is over. Bridge that's the name of the song. South Bronx, criminal okay. minded. No, I actually shy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> Troy, ready? Uh, hey, anybody who ever debates man. Troy. He already has his answers lined up. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Mike Abdullah, what that footage of the Notre Dame argument? Y'all should have been put Yo. out. <laughs> Shout out to all the hip-hop artists, oh. man. Hip-hop 50th. It's the 50th anniversary of We're going to make our own list. We should. We're going to make our yeah. own list. Everybody else doing yeah. it. We're going to make our own list. We should. Greatest we rapper list. Man. Come on, man. I'm a child of hip-hop, man. We're going to make our own list. Big pun better than KRS-1. Stop, bro. Pun. Pun, pun nice though. Pun, pun different. Pun hey, different. Cool. No, pun nice. Give me no, one pun verse nice, that, that's nice. messing with little Italy and sis. Pun nice. Pun nice. What? Pun, no, pun nice. Pun different. Man, I'll call every Latin king I know right now and give him the vote. Have a good plan with me. Yo, and I, shout out to KRS1. I'm going to see myself by Southwest and get beat up. Well. <laughs> I don't want no smoke. <laughs> I don't want no smoke. Real hip hop. I don't want no, no issue. Prodigy, Prodigy yeah. better be in the, on the list. Prodigy's not going to make this list, bro. Big facts. Prodigy better be on the list. He's not going to make it. Top top twenty. At, at one point, Prodigy and Hove was like no. Prodigy was the best rapper. Neck at one and point. neck, like, yo. He was, never, he was the best rapper. Like ninety three, ninety four. Prodigy was the best rapper at one point. He was never the Prodigy? best yes, he was. rapper, bro. I'm only nineteen, but my mind. That <laughs> yeah, whole no, that was a, that was a that was a verse of the year. But he's never the best rapper, bro. Do rem- pick, do pick a year. He wasn't the best. Prodigy. What's what year? I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about just from. Rapping. I mean, it's a little video floating around to say Jay wasn't the best big, too. Big and Nas a, a, a prodigy. Man. Big and Nas are better than him in '95. That's for sure. Prodigy. And Raekwon might have. '94 prodigy had the world shook. No pun intended. Prodigy. Not, they didn't come out. The the '95 shook ones came out '95. No, it came out '90. But the I was the, in the purple tape came, came out in '95. So was he better than Ray? To, to me, that album is better than Purple Tape. Infamous is better than Purple Tape. I agree. Infamous different. I bought Infamous four times. I got two tapes and two CDs. (laughs) The Infamous LP, legendary. I think they're equal. I can't say better. Legendary. I won't say better. And the purple tape is legend. Purple tape is legendary. It's called a color. Yeah. But that that infamous that infamous project. Any. But he's never the best rapper. He was. Arguably. Prodigy was nice. I'm not denying he was nice. Prodigy was dead nice. The best. Everything he was getting. Delivery voice. He's murdering everything. Yeah, he was different. Big, like big. This, we're different. talking about the prime big. We're talking about prime Nas. You talking about Pop, prime, Pop prime prodigy? Prime prodigy. Raised there. Look, man. We're not even talking about Sean Carter. Bandana P. No, no, because in '94, Tupac put out "Me Against the World" in '95. Prodigy was cooking. No, he's nice. Prodigy. He's prodigy. He's nice. When that remix came out, Which when one? with with um, who shot you? Illuminati. He said Illuminati in ninety. He was the Naughty. first person to say Illuminati. He was the first. That's not true. Illuminati with my mind, soul, and my body. He was not like the he pioneered. Who, who else was talking about? Who was the first one? Dream up. But when? Ninety four. Nah. When? <laughs> That's true. What's the That's true. But but but, but they were bigger. Yeah, they, prodigy when they, bigger. They, they didn't say. They made a whole video about it. But they never said. They and for everybody in the comments, like, oh, we ain't come to see y'all talk about right, investment stuff. That's we'll why we're gonna make our own list. But let's keep and going. Every every Monday, we're gonna put out five more people. Illuminati with my mind, soul, and my body. Secret society trying to hey, keep the army. Right at the Grammys. <laughs> trying to keep the army. <laughs> Yo. 
Yo, we gotta go. Lucian Grange, hey, what's happening? Before this, before talk. this, before we go, I just there's a couple things that happened since we saw each other last week. Obviously, January 26, uh, twenty twenty, will always be a day that we will never forget. Um, where we lost uh, the great black mom, but Kobe Bryant. So rest in peace to him, uh, and obviously the the other families that lost their loved ones in the tragedy. Uh, our thoughts and prayers still go out, man. Every time I, I see Kobe. I, it still brings back the memory of how we felt in that moment. Yeah. It was actually our first EYL event uh, where we were in Atlanta. And uh, to break that news to people at that time, it was tough. So rest in peace to that. Also, happy birthdays. I want two gentlemen, man, that I grew up with. Shout out to my brother George and my brother Spence. They were fathers before we even knew <laughs> what it was to be a father. Their daughters turned 20 this week. So happy birthday to Kira. Happy birthday oh, wow. to Sai. Um, it's incredible. Shout out to y'all for leading the way and showing what fatherhood could look like from our generation. Shout out to Ty, too. I know he was a father as well. So shout out to y'all. And today was a big day for EYL Network, the one and only girl CEO yes. show. Ronnie Brown. Debut. Shout out to Ronnie Brown, who also just had her birthday. Her show debuted. Check it out. Out right now. Make sure y'all go support that, on man. Platform. Please go support that. That's love. Ronnie Brown. She Check it out. Special. She's special, yeah. y'all. Check it out. Oh, happy birthday to my cousin Shayna. I love happy you. Happy birthday. And um, LA, <laughs> headed back to Cali. Yeah. I'm going, going back, 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 back to Cali. Cali. Hey. LA, always vibes. Looking forward to seeing you. Um, once again, uh, Wednesday, we're doing a Nipsey Hustle class at Loyola mm. Marymount College. Shout out to Dave Gross. And uh, we'll be out there for the whole rest of the week. Um, yeah. Politicking, handling business. We yes. will be on. Meeting this people. is a business trip. Um, but you may see us at the highlight room. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Shout out to Chet Hanks. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> You never know what could happen. Perhaps. And Will Khalifa. Hey, Amber. How are you? Uh, Perhaps. You never know. Yeah. Um, if y'all going to be at a lotto party, I'll see y'all there. Lotto. Shout out to Babyface. Big lotto. Well, should be Somebody just paid 65 grand. That, that's a crazy NFT for what they just paid for. You, you seen what Act Post, Academics Post? No, what happened? They, they, they paid for an uh, intimate item of lotto, $65,000. Oh, undergarment? That's crazy, yo. The simping is real. Ladies, okay, you want to come up real fast? Just get in the DMs. It's a whole bunch of little thirsty somethings out there. Just make them, you want to take me on a date? Send me $3,000 to invest in Apple to not go on a date. I, I promise you, you send out 10 DMs a day, you'll come up with a quick 30, 40,000. 40 bands on the come up. These, these boys are hit some lames. They'll send it to you. 40 bands. Future. It adds up, Future got to be in the top 10. Of... Rappers? Rappers. Future? Top 10. What? What? His discography discography is crazy. Future's a legend. He has like 20 albums. He's a legend. He's he's one of the greatest ever. He's a legend. He's one of the greatest. You say he's top 10. He's up there. You don't mean that. All right. All right. Play play best of future. (laughs) Play best of future. Versus, I'm, versus, saying he got, I'm not saying he don't got them things. Play the he best. Got, play, he got them things. Play he, got, the, he got 20. Play the best. Can you, can you name me nine more that, that are better? I'm not saying that he is, but you know, the other side of the argument. Mike, let's clip these rap takes up too. And, and the tag, list is coming. Know, the Market Monday's list is coming. 
in honor of the 50 years of hip hop, we're gonna put our list out. So, is this greatest rappers or greatest artists? Rappers. Like, are we talking bars? <laughs> no, no. It, it's not just it's not just lyrics. That's lyricists. That's like the best lyricists. Gotcha. gotcha. But when you talk about gotcha. rappers, you gotta talk about the whole you know the whole package. Well, well, I mean, at some point we gotta put Marshall up there. I know it's popular not to like him, but Marshall gotta be in the top five too. What's 50? Did they mention fifty? No, he's. They haven't mentioned him yet, which is crazy. He's gonna be in the top twenty. I'm, I didn't see him. He's because they, they didn't announce the top twenty. So I'm saying, yeah, he's, he's gotta be there, right? Fifty cent. Yeah. Of course. Okay. At what? Of yeah, course. he's gonna be there. Mar Marshall gonna be high up there too. Marshall gonna be in the top. That's what I'm five. saying. It's a lot of people. It's, it's a lot of somebody's getting left off. Somebody's getting. That's left what off. we gotta really see now, because now we get down to Jaru can't make the top fifty. Jaru definitely should make. That's the top insane. 50. Like, bro. what are we doing? Ja got a catalog. Jaru. Jaru is in the top fifty. You put most death ahead of Jaru. Jaru's top fifty. Of course, he's top fifty. Is Joey Crack top 50? Of course. I didn't see his name. Fat mm -hmm. Joe, he, that's yeah, he 30, is. he's been relevant for 30 years. Is Jeezy in the top 50? Of course. Absolutely. So Jeezy gotta be in this top 20 then. Hold on, did they mention LL yet? Nah. That's a violation. So he gotta be top 20. Well, I'm saying so everybody can't be in the top 20. <laughs> we done named 20 names already. Yeah, everybody can't be in the top 20. Ice Cube wasn't there. Andre 3000. Stacks. Andre 3000 Drake, is, J. Cole. is Top seven. J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Drake. Aubrey. Aubrey would be top three. Top one. He may have the best catalog in hip hop history. It's tough, it's tough no, he man. Does. He does. Kanye West. It's too it's a lot of people, man. So Nikki will be the number one female. Of all time. No argument. So she's top twenty for sure. Yeah, we don't mm -hmm. we we just named the twenty. Snoop Dogg. Snoop got oh, yeah. at the wall. Snoop Dogg. Nip couldn't make the top 50? Nip. Not for, not for the music? No. Influence. Um, Cameron. Cam's not making this list. Cam, he should nah, be. He but he's not making it. Cam is a top so. 50 rapper. He's not making the list. He's not that, top he's not After Come list. Home With Me, his fall off was too hard. His fall off was too hard. Come Home With Me, one of the top New York albums of all time, though. That's so they've left seven. out all the new generation guys. Scarface. Too. Scarface should be in the top 50. Scarface, is, he's up there. Where are these guys, though? Where where are the babies of the world? Little Baby? Yeah. Little Baby? Yeah. Not there yet. Not yet. Not enough work? Too early. Not that Too early. Nah. Fall going to be drastic. Yeah. That last album ain't really do it. My Little Baby? Yeah, my turn was hard, though. Nah, his last album's tough. No, it's not. No, nah, I ain't like it that much. It's actually not tough. With California uh, Breeze? That's the, there's like three solid records. But it's the same flow. It might he might just need like somebody to say I'm a, a new said, producer. I'm a producer. He said whoever told you to come for me, that's a bad idea. Yes, he still. But it's the same melodic flow, bro. It, it wasn't my turn. I think that's a classic for this generation. But the last one ain't really do it. And all these debates on hip hop, Spotify still can't get their damn stock to go up. Daniel, what are you doing? Right, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> love right. is love, y'all. Be good to each other. Well, I'll see y'all Tuesday. Are we staying at one of the places we normally yeah, stay? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're coordinated. Yeah, yeah. If y'all are in LA, Red Panda, I don't hear nothing. Y'all change. Y'all ain't for the people. No we'll, more. We'll, we'll meet over on Poke and show up. We'll be at the Marriott at Venice Beach. Meet us for drinks. Santa Monica. Please. That's just on Santa <laughs> Monica. Santa Monica. Here we come. Suge Knight Shotty. You want a red suit? Yo, we out, y'all. Peace. Peace. Love y'all. 
Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.